We're doing it live. We're doing it. Oh, man. Wait, can you guys hear me? Yes, we are doing it live. Oh, it's episode 72 of Should I Play That? Here we go. And guys, yes. guess what? Guess what? We have a special guest in the building. We have Game Master Herb joining us. What's good, man? What's going on? How's it going? I'm so excited to be back. It's like I just woke up. It's Wednesday. I feel great. Happy to be here. Howdy. Nice, nice, nice. It's 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 been a minute. Like I think last last time you were on, um, you had hit like a, like a crazy milestone in like how many yeah. nights you've been streaming. I think it was right either right before or right after you did your upgrade. Uh, yeah. So that was around fifty. So literally, it's been like fifty since then. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, fifty episodes anyway, or, or, or fifty fifty streams since then because we just hit one hundred. So um thank you I'm, I'm i'm very proud of that it's it's not easy to stream every single day but like once you get into it it's kind of like you look forward to it it's like the cornerstone of the day as if anything else is going on you know what i mean true so like so, so it's been great i was gonna ask so like we're we're in like day at this one at this point day maybe like 120 or maybe 100 like close to because i think you you started streaming every night once the quarantine like officially hit right like what what's it yeah, been it like, like 100, 100 days in yeah it was like on a sunday and i remember the next monday you know the next day was going to be controllerized and then we all talked about it and we were like nah and so since that day it's been about a hundred and hundred and like 10 or so mm-hmm. um yeah and it's just it's, it's it's flown by i mean three months just like boom you know this mm-hmm. year's just like we're kind of going to like lose this, this year, but I think, I don't know. I think when you look at it, we're really not losing a year. We're really taking a lot more time to spend, uh, spend fun times with each other online and talk about things and voice our opinions and, you know, maybe get a little bit more awareness about just how messed up our world is and uh, all the ways we can combat that. So I think like, you know, I try to look at it like, you know, what's the positive of taking a year off basically because that's what it's looking like it looks it looks like we're not going to be back on anything until till next year you know thank mm. you herb because chris let me crazy last week when i said that it's all good though <laughs> i mean i don't want that i don't want that trust but, me but like when you look at everything going on i'm like Psh, people ain't gonna get it together <laughs> it's true. you know and it's and it's i don't know it's, it's wild i feel like i see i'm seeing more people wear a mask in public which is great y'all should have been doing that since jump but then at the same time at the same time i'm still seeing like photos and videos of people out in atlanta wilding like oh yeah like normal like 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 it done i i couldn't even tell the difference between a video i saw last night and a video i saw five months ago like it just Mm -hmm. people are just hanging out like just you know comedy show like pack clubs like everybody's no mask and everything and i'm like i'm like all right well i mean i guess y'all are fine because you appear to be doing this all the time but the hospitals are filling up, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to get sick right now at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But you so. know, you know, we, we were talking about this before the uh, episode started. But like, you know, uh, our, me, Rod, and James, we feel like you know we want to use our platforms to sort of speak on you know things that are you know important to us, but also at the same time things that people don't want to talk about, the things that make you feel a little bit you know awkward but at the same time you know you want to hear it so you're still listening that type of thing so so herb like what's on your mind right now with like everything like the whole like the landscape right now of just uh i guess like i I guess specifically on twitch but just in general like how are you feeling uh well first of all i want to say black lives matter 
Um, I, I, I feel like, you know, you hear a lot of people saying it now and we just got to keep on saying it because apparently yep. the, the, the right people and the people in power are not hearing that. And when I say black lives matter, I mean, all black lives, I mean, every person, queer, trans, straight, whatever, you know, it all, we all matter. And, um, we're all in this together and we all have to work on a lot of things with our families, with our, um, with our peers, with our coworkers, with, with people that offer us things like money or contracts or whatever, but then they're not down for the cause or they're not down for the movement or justice or equality. And um, I've seen that kind of crop up, you know, with different bars and establishments closing and things like that and doing different things. A lot of other companies are putting pressure on them, you know, to, to do it this way or do it that way, you know, or, or you shouldn't make this statement or you shouldn't wear that hat or you shouldn't do. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, right now, if anything, solidarity is very important um a lot of people are hurting right now and Mm -hmm. you know um a lot of the 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 video game world is a great escape but i think it's also a great tool um and you know lately i've been kind of like wondering where are all the poc games at you know um there's Mm -hmm. only so many i did an entire stream of all the POC games I could find in like one nine hour stream a couple weeks back. And there really aren't that many where the protagonist is a person of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely going to talk about one of those tonight. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, all I can say is <laughs> all I can say is, you know, stay safe and keep your head on straight. A lot of people say some goofy shit. A lot of people um, pretend to be allies or whatever. You know, a lot of people don't want to get serious on shows or on Twitch. And I'm not saying we have to like, talk about that for two hours straight but like you know it's good to temper um humor and something we enjoy with a little bit of realism since literally outside right now is you know a war zone in many respects um it may be not as overt as you know vietnam or world war ii or whatever but i mean it's happening and we just happen to be also conflicted with a pandemic at the same time that is um uh, very silent and very sneaky. It's not. It's not one of those things where people are like laying in the street. It's like one of those things where you hear about, oh, so and so's grandma died, or so and so's, you know, dad passed away, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And people just aren't really taking it seriously. So I really hope, uh, if nothing else, just to put out there, like, like keep your head on straight. Like you know, <laughs> stay, stay focused, um, stay positive, and like don't sleep on some knowledge if you have knowledge to drop. You know, don't uh, don't don't restrain yourself. You know, don't be quiet about it. I mean, we can have fun on Twitch, we can have fun on YouTube, but we can also make sure other people know where we stand on things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, you, I was gonna say, you you know what? When you you brought up the point about like uh, being able to sort of you know drop things, sort of talk about something serious, it sort of yeah. gave me a flashback of like '90s sitcoms where there's there's always like that episode where like something super serious happens and we're like whoa Mm -hmm. like this this episode just hit hard but at the same time you're able to you know take that message and i I, for to me i was able to take more from that message because i you know i i love that show so much like i'm specifically thinking of like stuff like you know fresh prince of bel-air when they would have episodes about like um you know being being you know uh like thrown in jail, I think there was an episode on that. There was an episode on like drugs, alcohol, like all those episodes like had like some sort of like you know heavy presence in it. But at the same time, like it's like wow, this is like you know this is real. So yeah. I feel like we all need to let down those guards and sort of just you know take in these experiences, uh, have these conversations, and 
I feel like when we do, we just come out better than what we For were sure. before. And like, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I, I just I was going to say as as the white dude here, I want to like just put this out there to all my other white people. Like, don't be silent. Like, that's that's what has gotten us to where we're at. That's what will perpetuate where we're at. Um, do not be silent. Don't be afraid to say what you need to say. If if you say some shit that's a little off or whatever, you know, let someone correct you. Listen to people. Um, but like, don't be afraid. A lot of people just don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to get political. It's not about getting political. It's about human rights. It's about uh, decency. It's about justice. It's about equality. Um, it's not about, you know, uh, it, 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 people just, you know, they don't want to say certain words or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, we should not be worrying so much about the words we're saying in a country where we're supposed to be free. That's like some dictatorship. That's like, you know, you go to Panama or Brazil and you can't say the word dictator literally out loud because someone will arrest you or take you away or some shit. That's not America. That shouldn't be America. Um, you know, you should be able to uh, feel free to to voice your 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 thoughts and your feelings, especially right now. And especially if you're not white, please, like, don't stop. Don't stop pushing. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. And, and I was going to say, don't be afraid to uh, be educated on stuff. Just like you said, um, right yeah. now I'm prepping an episode for That's Unfortunate where we're going to talk about um, albinism, which, you know, the people that are People that have albinism, I found out while researching that they don't like being called albino. I had no idea that was a thing. But once I found out, I was like, wow, I never knew that. Now I know. Now I won't call people that. So, you know, just just, you know, just be open, be understanding. Uh, When someone says, hey, you know, this thing that you're saying is wrong. Don't don't say, oh, wow, I've been saying this all my life. Like, that's, you know, that's dumb. Like, no, just if someone's feeling disrespected from something, you're going to respect that person by not saying it is that simple yeah so. yeah yeah but yeah look at that herb dropping <laughs> dropping gems from the gate that's why that's, <laughs> that's why you love to see it you love to see it so uh we're gonna go ahead and jump into our what you've been playing but before we do that my bad guys we got james to the green and we got rod also <laughs> here yo guys what's good <laughs> I'm just sitting back and receiving this word. Let, right. let the man go. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Just, How's it going, everybody? <laughs> good, stuff. good stuff. All right. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our what you've been playing. Uh, James, what you've Yo. been playing? Ah, oh, man. Uh, I've been playing a lot this week. Um, I figured since Ghost of Tsushima is coming out soon, I want to take a look back mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Yes, indeed. Woot. I went back to uh, Infamous Second Son. Also developed by Sucker Punch, one of the first exclusives on the PS4. So I figured, let's just see how far we've come, you know? <laughs> and that game still holds up really well, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Um, and for those who don't know, Infamous Second Son is an open world sandbox game uh, set in Seattle. You play as Delson Rowe, who is what this universe calls a conduit or a superhero, superpowered being. Um, he operates very much like Rogue from the X-Men in that he can absorb the powers of other conduits and then control them himself. And so the outside of the game is you are chilling out in your hometown, um, minding your business, doing some graffiti, and then you come across a conduit that unlocks his powers. And then he gets swept up into this whole um, this whole plot against the DUP, which is basically the government agency that controls superhero people tries to keep them all in line. Hmm. It's, it's weird how it's foul fitting that is because it gets kind of oppressive at times with how you can't go into certain checkpoints 
without doing a scan. If you come up as a, a conduit, they call you a bioterrorist, and then you're locked up and just kind of just taken away. And so throughout the story, you meet three conduits, and through the ability of draining their powers, you also gain access to some of their memories. So you get a little backstory on each one, like one who was um, an escaped convict who was um, taken to the DUP and tortured. Another one who was a, a poor girl turned by her parents, turns to a life of, uh, of drugs on the run. The drugs end up killing her brother. So she's going on like this mission of vengeance against drug dealers. And it's, it's just interesting to see how their lives and this coming to grips with their powers have shaped their, their daily lives now. It looks um, awesome. Yeah, it's very it's visually stunning. It's it's fantastic. Now on the PS4, it has option to let you go um either full resolution or performance mode. So go for the 60 FPS if you can. It's so smooth and you you really don't notice many details missing out of this. But I love this kind of game because as you can see on the screen now, it's got a lot of freedom in your movement. If you're gonna give me a huge sandbox, make it easy to get around and I will play forever. Thank you. Literally forever. <laughs> Thank you, thank um, you. And so it gives you the ability to use smoke, to use neon, and to use uh, video, as it's called. And each have their own special ways of doing it. Um, smoke is more of an aerodynamic character. Lots more precision in like your dodging and stuff. Uh, neon is made more for speed, runs up the side of buildings. And then digital is more for gathering across rooftops because you can do giant leaps through um, satellite dishes that are strategically placed around the map. So the level design on this thing is crazy. Because every power just feels so cohesive to the city. I just want to give them credit because they, they really thought about the power sets and they really made it work for what this game can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I remember I remember the neon power being mm-hmm. very cool in the way that like you absorb that particular element from the environment just being very striking visually and, and just a neat idea in general. Like that was that was easily far and away the, the coolest set of, uh, of power that you get. Um, I don't even remember the other ones actually. Now, yeah, I didn't realize um, it was Sucker Punch. Um, that's, that's all um, of them. That's so great to hear because I've been playing their games since N sixty four, and I love Sly Cooper and I loved Infamous, and like I heard about this game, but I didn't realize until right now that um, that they developed it. So that's really good to hear. I'm so glad they're still going. Yeah, and it should be pretty cheap right now. I don't see it being any more than twenty bucks. I think on the store. I think it's under the PlayStation Hits collection. So if you did want to check it out, it's not too expensive. Cool. Yeah. And, and I was just like, you also, also, I was just like, they, they've given it a, for free a couple times, I think. So you may even have it in your library already. Yeah. You don't even know it. Yeah. Um, and once I finish this, I want to jump into First Light, which actually focuses on the Neon user mm-hmm. in this universe. So I'm curious to see how they expand on her power set. It's not extremely long. So I'd be able to talk about it next week. But uh, yeah. So far, it's a lot of fun. It's fun as I remember. I've done it. This will be my third time through. One light. Oh, wow. Yeah, both good and evil for the platinum. And I'm just kind of going evil this time just because it's less constraint. I just want to have fun. You know? Let the sure. powers flow. But uh, in between... the, um, I'm, I'm sorry, James. What, what was the morality system in that? Because I, I don't remember it being like super complex in a way. Like it felt right. very binary. Is it mostly re- like re- relegated to dialogue choices? No, it is still relegated. It's relegated to actions too, but they are very binary. Like if you're oh, going to wow. be evil, you have to be an all-out jerk. <laughs> I was trying to see if there was a way I could play as more like an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. But since a lot of powers rely on your karma alignment, 
it's hard to really play that middleman mm-hmm. and still have the full set. Mm-hmm. So, that's so like, I would like to see that addressed. That's like, like 2020 manifesto right there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all the assholes are being like real, real asshole. There's no middle. It's like it's like you're you're pretty damn good or you're pretty not damn good. Like, yeah. right? It's either you're helping people like up from injuries or you're kicking like sign twirlers because there's twirling signs in the street. Wow. Oh no, and I don't kick them. They're just doing their job. Right? Exactly. But you just kind of got to be a jerk about it. You can disrupt rallies and peaceful protesting. Which is kind of yeah. messed up. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, dang, we really like 2020. Hmm. But they are, but they are calling for the deaths of these people. Like that's the thing that they're really chanting for. Like kill the bioterrorists. Right, right, mm. right. So it kind of gives you the X Men vibe of like, all right, guys, like we're not all terrible. But if you want an asshole, I got an asshole for you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been so- splitting that up with a little bit of VR, Chris. Since you've been harping Ooh, on VR so that's much, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I took a little journey of the gods. Um, it is a first-person adventure game. Really reminds me of that Legend of Zelda kind of style. You get the sword, the shield, you get the bow. Hmm. Um, but the fun uh, twist in this one is that you get god powers. I haven't gotten super far into the game, so I haven't done anything too crazy. But the uh, the first one you get is that you can control a plant life. You go into your god state, and then you can uh, shrink or raise trees to make platforms that'll let you through areas and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, pretty basic plot: you're fighting this ancient evil that comes with the eclipse of the moon. Um, you were given your your three weapons: your sword, your shield, and your bow, and you kind of just sent on your way to uh, you know, I'm not even really sure what I'm trying to do. Collect these crystals, get some more god powers, <laughs> and that's about it. And fight the bad guys. So you mentioned that this was like kind of an adventure game, but in VR, is it one of those on rails experiences that VR games typically do? Or is it like more free and open? It's a lot more free and open. Okay. Um, You can definitely, you can walk around, orientate yourself. Um, You can like knock on different houses, interact with some of the locals. Nothing too like crazy as far as dialogue is concerned, but you can still do fun stuff like that. Like um, monsters will attack the town and they'll freak out and run behind you and you can fight for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's have a fun little bit of stuff. I, but, I, um, I, I read some things on this game, and people want to compare it to like it being like a VR uh, Legend of Zelda. That's the vibes I'm getting so far. Wow, it looks like Breath of the Wild, like graphically. I, mm-hmm. I I don't think it's quite open enough for me to say it's a Zelda game yet, but we'll see because I'm still getting into it. But yeah, so far I'm having fun with it. Still getting my, still getting my VR legs, so I'm not doing too much at once. But uh, I recommend somebody checking out VR legs. Do do you feel like you don't have them yet? Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't play nearly enough. I think to get my VR legs. Okay. Is it? Is it? What does it for you? Is it like constant, like open movement that like kind of makes you queasy, or like what is it specifically? I I think it is the constant open movement. Um, because I think about games like Beat Saber and um, Pistol Whip. I don't have any issues with those. Mm -hmm. Super hot. I'm good. I was but gonna I ask you to play super hot. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, yes. Cool. God, that is the VR game. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> One thousand percent yes. One thousand percent. That is the VR game to play. Um, but I remember playing with Chris, they had like the Streets of Rage style game. And I was doing good for a while, but by the time I think we were like the second or third level, we got to that barroom brawl. Mm-hmm. And you have to like do a lot of turning to get to different enemies and like orientate yourself for another oh man. That took me out after a minute. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I had the same kind of thing with Skyrim in PSVR. So I think it's just time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it's a bit much. I wanted to mention for uh, speaking of VR, I was reading an article how basically like as long as you hook it up right, if you have a PSVR, you can use it on the Switch and then play games in VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not they actually support the VR is regardless. I mean, playing Breath of the Wild, even in third person, having the, the whole screen in your face sounds pretty awesome to me. So I'm like, you know, for any mm-hmm. of these out there who has PSVR, you can use it for that too. Great call. Good shout out. But yeah, yeah it's funny. That's all I've been playing I think this week. I think last week when uh you guys heavily implied that I should play Doom 2016. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like mm-hmm. I was like you know what it's, I think I installed it last week. Let me go ahead and try it out. And then for some reason I was like hmm I haven't I haven't touched my VR in a second. So like I use virtual desktop on my VR so I could then use it through OBS and I played my PS4 through uh like <laughs> In VR, which is it, it, yeah, it's it's really it's really silly. At some point, I was like, I'm doing way too much right now. Let me t- <laughs> let me take this headset off and let me just go ahead and just play this normally. But uh, yeah, like if you want to be stupid like me and just do the most, you could do that too. You could use OB- you could use your PS4, Xbox One, Switch, whatever through OBS, but then plug in your VR headset and then bam, there you go. But no reason. Big brain plays Chris yes. Rancher over here. Right. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see Doom on like a giant screen in my face. <laughs> was it smooth? It was. It was actually pretty smooth. Um, uh, like the virtual desktop. Like if you have uh, like five gigabit like internet, like everything is like really really smooth. So you don't have to worry about things being too jittery. Cool. cool. Maybe next week I'll give that a shot. But yeah. Roddy, my guy, what you been playing? <laughs> Man, continuing off of uh, what you have been playing, or at least in terms of Journey of the Gods, like I have just gone off the deep end, you know, from the, the what are those things you jump off of on a pool? Diving oh board? Thank you. A diving board? Why am I blanking on that? How long <laughs> have you been inside, Roddy? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> too long. <laughs> too long. Um, What's up, so, <laughs> Right. What's outside? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I, uh, due to, you know, uh, Chris and James' recent acquisition of the Quest, and they've talked about it for the last few weeks on this show, I was like, you know, yeah, that's right. I own a Quest. I bought one, like, in January, and I, I played it a lot for, like, the first month, and then I went to do other things and just didn't get a chance to come back to it, really. Um, but now I was like, you know what? Like, I've spent a lot of money on this. Like, let's, <laughs> let's use it. So, um, yeah, man, I have been playing a lot a lot of VR content. And uh, the first couple of things that I want to mention on here are uh, demos, so short snippets of things that I played, but I thought that they were significant enough to mention here. One of which is Creed Rise to Glory or Rise of Glory or Path to uh, Boxing Glove or something like that, some <laughs> generic subtitle. Um, it is uh, a boxing game, you know, shocker. It is uh, based off of, I guess, the the Creed movie with Michael B. Jordan from like a few years ago, which is really, really good. Um, but uh, yeah, and I assume it actually has his likeness. It sounds like him. It looks like the back of his head, like when you see it in VR. Um, <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> 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 he has a very uniquely shaped head. Hey, he's a you know a handsome guy, right? But uh, I don't mean that any offense. You know, he's a he looks like an awesome guy, but uh, he has a very 
you know. Anyway, so, so the box. <laughs> <laughs> So the boxing is actually really, really good. This is actually why I wanted to bring it up is because it's a very unique experience to kind of do this in VR. Um, I don't know if like maybe I'm doing VR wrong, but it feels like it's very hectic. So like when you're boxing, obviously, like you're moving around a lot, like the game expects you to actually like duck, dodge, weave, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um and it feels very realistic. It's probably one of the more immersive games that I've, I have been able to play in the past week, just because like, you know, you instantly are thrust into the ring and, you know, you, you feel, I mean, you can pretty much go anywhere. You're not really like a lot of VR games kind of have you go on a specific uh, path. Uh, it's very on kind of an on rails experience. Um, this is really not that. Um, and you are kind of being like, you can chase and be chased by like your opponent um, around the actual ring, which is fairly large. And you just feel like the, the crowd is cheering and they're, um, you know, you're just in it. And when you're in someone's face and they're like punching you, it kind of feels like you're getting fucked up. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty great in that regard. <laughs> so if you ever want that feeling like, there cool. you go. Play Creed. I know I'm really selling this game. Um, so no, it looks hectic as hell. That looks cool. It looks like like I mean, it's straight up punch out vibes. Yeah, it kind of is. It reminded me a lot of that. Um, there are a couple unique mechanics. So like if you if you get your guard broken um, and you you have to like kind of realign, like the the camera pulls out, like so you're in the third person and so you're seeing uh, your dude like creed himself and like you have to kind of align the boxing gloves to where they are currently to kind of regain your composure and be ready to block again um you can regain you have stamina that you can use so you can't just like flail around and just punch recklessly like you you can't just expend that um and also when you get knocked down then the camera also goes extremely third person far away from the boxing ring and you have to like hold like a couple buttons and like kind of jog around and kind of make the camera come back to the ring so then you can come back to the first person and then get back in the fight uh so it is it's pretty cool again i only played the demo i'm considering picking it up um at some point i think it's like 15 or 20 bucks um so it seems a little expensive but like you know honestly for that kind of experience i think that it's pretty neat and i thought it was worth mentioning um the other game that i played which was a demo was called space pirate trainer this was a small game that i thought was really fucking cool and I th- and really it got me interested because the description was like, hey, you ever want to be a space pirate trainer? And I was like, yeah, definitely. So I wanted to try this out. Um, you get um, you are on like a platform where enemy robots are just like kind of converging on you. It's very space invaders in that way where you're just kind of fighting like an onslaught of, of enemies. And you get like um, different sorts of weapons you can actually get in your left hand. You have your like kind of all-in-one pistol if you played control uh recently you know you'll know that you know your pistol can kind of function as a shotgun or like a rocket or like um a laser things like that um it's Mm. that similar type of concept um and then on your right hand you get a baton style thing and then you get in but it also can turn into a shield uh and the screen slows down when you get like when you get bullets coming towards you so you can like block it just feels so cool um it's that that was definitely one of the games that it felt like it felt like it had a lot of weight to it um to the, all the actions it also has a thing that i'm a huge sucker for when in vr you aim down sights and it's like in video games obviously it's like a button press and it's on a flat screen it's just 
you know, it just looks like, you know, regular iron sights. But when you do it in VR, it is so much more satisfying because it feels real. It feels much more real. Um, and yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. Definitely a game I plan on purchasing very soon. Um, it's very arcadey in that way too. So very pick up and play. Uh, and yeah, totally, totally into it. Um, now for a game I actually did purchase recently, uh, one of which was called Eleven Table Tennis. And you might be wondering, like, what the hell am I going to do with a table tennis game? Well, you're going to play <laughs> table tennis is what you're going to do. And it is very cool because it is the most realistic table tennis I've ever seen in my life. Um, there are a lot of games that try to simulate something like that, something akin to actual table tennis. I have not played anything even remotely close to Eleven Table Tennis. Um, it, is very, it is a very simple game. Um, it seems like the developers are uh, very small, but have kind of honed the physics to a complete T. Um, the menus are sparse, um, but very you know, to the point. So very simple. Um, you know, you get a single player mode where you play against AI and a few difficulty modes and that's it. Um, and you also get multiplayer with lobbies and challenges you can send and even a few mini games that you can play as well outside of just like the standard table tennis. Like, I think one of them is like beer pong. You can play beer pong if you want, which is always fun. Um, but it's really, really neat. I had a lot of fun. I played against a few random people uh, the other night, and I thought that was great. You know, you can have voice chat, you can mute it if you want, so you don't have to run across any assholes if you don't need, but it's really cool. The the One of the people that I met on there was very nice. In fact, I was I was serving so poorly at some point, he was like, like you, he wasn't speaking, but you can see them on the other side of the table, or like they are their head for an avatar. <laughs> he like shook and, his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like shaking his head, but he was also like trying to show me like he had the he was spawning the ball. When you serve, you can spawn the ball in your like your non-dominant hand, the one that you're not swinging with. And you can, and he was kind of like trying to teach me how to actually serve, and I understood all of that through context and not through him actually telling me that. And I thought it was that was just so cool. Um and I love multiplayer experiences like that where the community is actually not trash. So that is always welcoming. Um, wholesome so, VR experiences. That's great. Look at, look at that. Who would have thought? Who, who would have thought? That, I love that you said that about having kind of like nonverbal communication. Like that's how I feel every time since the first time. And now that I played Journey, same way. I mean, it's like you don't have mm -hmm. to actually talk, but you learn from each other how to play something. Um, and that's cool. And also, I mean, this looks simple, but I, you know, I'm always reminding a lot of gamers, like, remember Wii Sports, okay? Like, literally the most simple game ever but like mm -hmm. sold how many copies and also just like sometimes you just want to play like a simple sports game with a friend and it doesn't have to be complicated you know yeah exactly that's that's exactly what this is very no no fuss very uncomplicated um you know you can have a, a dedicated friends list where you can just send a challenge to your buddy and boom you're in and it's just it's just so satisfying. You can do all sorts of trick shots. The dude who was actually teaching me how to serve knew what the hell he was doing for sure. Um, so yeah, very, very cool experience and definitely something that you can kind of hop into for like 20 minutes and then hop back out, which is like one of my favorite experiences, you know, right. now. Um, so love that. Speaking of um, <laughs> wholesome <laughs> multiplayer in VR, uh, Echo VR is a game by Ready at Dawn. So Ready at Dawn, the studio that did The Order 1886, I think, on PlayStation 4, that memorable title. Um, they wow. also, 
did um well, i don't know what if did they only do that they might have they might have <laughs> only done that but they i think they did up? like a spin-off uh god of war game like on the ps ascension Thing. something like that something like that yeah th- so there there are a studio who have like made a few things um so i did not expect them to make something like this the best thing i can <coughs> the, the closest thing i can compare echo vr to is uh rocket league um in a lot of ways and, and, and honestly i mean that in a mm-hmm. good way so like like this this game is by itself this game is really really fucking cool it might be like my one of my top VR games that I've kind of like found myself coming back to and, and enjoying for the most part. Um, and it is like you're in a zero G environment. Uh, everybody is a robot. And uh, so that's that'll be, you know, the f- our future 2021, probably. Um, <laughs> wow. And uh, you are you have there's a disc that you have to throw in the opposing team's goal. And it's just as simple as that. There are a lot of like obstacles like on the course. So there's like, you know, objects that you can kind of float around, use to uh, propel yourself forward, backward, whatever. You can bounce the disc off the walls and do trick shots. It's pretty neat. Um, The thing about this game that is frustrating, though, is the community right now. I know that's not the developer's fault. Uh, It's just where I'm at right now. I'm in lower ranks, so maybe I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and assume it gets better. But every single lobby, every single game I'm in is just... it's children and i maybe it's some of it is because it's also summer as well but it's also like i haven't run into anything too bad but yeah there's been some like slight racism and homophobia and things like that and i'm just like eh, don't love it kids yeah yeah (laughs) fucking kids so um i was gonna say i played i've played a little bit of this and that's that's actually what's gotten me to stop playing because i just i get annoyed by that um yeah so yeah, so like I I found myself just playing matches against um just the AI and mm. just having fun with that. Yeah, and that's fine too. If you do that, it, the game is is perfectly fine. I, I do think that the the gameplay, the, the base gameplay is neat enough. And if you do find a team that is of similar skill, or um, and I, by that I mean like if they suck, like because this game is very hard to be good at. Um, apparently there's an esports scene around it too, which is interesting. Um, but th- this is in it. this is in beta right now, so it's not a, it's not out of that. And I wonder if there will be certain features, uh, you know, that will be implemented later on that will even increase. Uh, maybe like a tournament mode or a career mode would be awesome. Like something single player like that would be great. Right now it's just kind of free play against uh, AI. Again, not bad, but um, your only other option at the moment is to really mute the room. Um, which to me kind of defeats some of the purpose of it because you want to be able to communicate with your teammates. Um, right. But yeah, Echo VR though, pretty neat experience, I would say, outside of the community aspect. Uh, it's a really, really neat game. Okay. Next, so yeah, go, go ahead. I do got to ask though, go yes. back to what I was saying about um, the VR legs. How does how would you recommend for this? Some like would you recommend it for somebody who's new to VR, getting started, or is this something you got to be? You, you, like I think you, you have to, you have to gauge that. So, like, if you're fresh, I'm not going to start you off with this because you're, you're literally in zero G. So, like, like me, I have like, I have my VR legs. Like, I'm, I, I could, mm-hmm. like, most games that I jump, not, not most, all games that I jump to in VR, I immediately go to the options, turn off all of the comfort settings, all of like the little sliders that help you stop that, that help stop you from throwing up. I turn it off. Mm-hmm. And this game, since it's so active. You're active, like for one, you have to play this in a big space because you're actively like 
still moving, you're still throwing, you're still reaching. So mm-hmm. for someone that doesn't have the VR legs, like floating in these environments and not actually fo- floating is probably going to mess you mm-hmm. up a little bit. Yeah, but I still, I, but I, I still say try it though because it's really fun. This looks yeah. cool as hell. I mean, like it's, this, if you got some friends together, like specifically, and had your own like you know uh, Discord chat or whatever, you know, yeah. outside of playing randos, this looks amazing. This uh, mm-hmm. it reminds me of this game I used to play on fucking Windows back in the day called Hyperblade. It was the Hyperblade, same yes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking Yo, about? Yes, like I, I feel like, I'm, like I was the only person to play that game. That's right, wild. it's kind of like like some sort of like hockey kind of, but not really. Like, yeah, yeah, like this, yeah, this looks cool as hell. Like, I'm the more I, I hear about VR stuff, the more I want to grab one. I just haven't like, well, right now I'm not trying to spend that money, but you know what I mean. Like, this is this is tempting me. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, oh for sure. Um, it and you know this this honestly is like probably it, this is the thing I've I've played the most out of side of one game I'm, I'm going to mention shortly um this, this is like the second most played game for me and i i keep coming back despite you know the unfortunate nature of of my teammates um uh, but like it, it's the gameplay itself is addictive enough uh, james to to kind of go off of what chris was saying yeah. I, I mostly i mostly agree with him um it, this is a very very difficult game to come in like fresh off of and it's it's free as well so it's very tempting um you can just oh, cool. download it boom it's on your console or your your headset um oh. i i would say that the only the reason why i i might be okay with giving like this a shot to someone who's new is because you're in zero g you're moving slow like yes you do have that weightlessness in it um there is a chance of motion sickness but i think this you're not moving all that quick and i think that's what helps i would not play this sitting down absolutely not i don't think you can that yeah i've tried um and it does not work i always have to stand up immediately after um because that actually gets me more sick than anything else i have to be standing up because you want to be able to uh twist your body around in real time uh and just and using the stick to snap to that direction is not the move that that can get you really sick so um, okay, I think yeah. that's what I run into. I end up using, trying to use the stick, and it throws mm-hmm. me off with the snapping back and forth. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it's rough. It's rough. Say, Rod, we need um, to we need to play this at some point because me, I'm definitely that player, and you sort of see it in this trailer that we're playing. I'm definitely that player that is just running around punching people in the face to stun them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like yeah. he's let, letting like like when I'm doing that, like you know, the, you're stunned for maybe about three three ish four yeah. seconds, and that's enough time for like someone to go by and like you know, toss the, uh, the disc into the goal, like yeah. goalies, goalies beware. Like once I see that we're making our way towards a goal, I'm coming straight for you. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot to even <laughs> mention. Yeah. You can punch people in the eye in this game and it's great. Like, and they yep. just get stunned and they can do nothing. They can't move or anything. They have, they're just forced to look at you. But no, but like, it's, it's mean because you can see how, like when you're looking at this, you can sort of grab onto your teammates. You could grab onto your enemies. So I'll literally like boost over to an enemy like sort of climb up on his back and sort of like wait a little bit and then like perfect opportunity punch him in the back of the head stun him yeah and then like i'm still holding the, i'm still holding the guy waiting for him to get unstunned and then like i'm stunning him again so yeah it's, yeah, you, it's, find the homo- it's fun. You, you find the you find the homophobic person in the lobby and you do that <laughs> over and over and over again nice, nice so nice. uh <laughs> but can you throw your enemies not yet. Not maybe when it's okay. out of beta. Okay, I'm waiting for it. That's gonna be dope. <laughs> yeah, please, ready at dawn, please. So, um, man, another title I've been playing. Uh, well, playing, quote unquote, I guess, uh, is Alt Space VR. Chris oh, has talked oh about boy. this game. 
<laughs> Chris, has talked, Chris has talked about this quote-unquote game. Oh, yikes. And the whole time that I've like been playing this, I'm like, I cannot wait till the should I play that episode where I can just unload on this game. <laughs> like, so, and, and, you know, let me be fair. So the, the game is a really cool idea. Social Hub it is like a, I guess, a VR chat or um, I don't know, it, Habbo Hotel. That was kind of like this, right? Or something like it's, it's a place where you just hang out with people um, in a VR space. Cool. Um, and I would say that it is, Chris, you may be able to help me on this. Like mm-hmm. some of the environments are created by the developers themselves and yeah. others are like worlds, which are user created. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, so yeah, like they give you like default uh, areas that like people that specifically like made the game they made. So people sort of take and sort of remix it. Um, but yeah, like I think when we were playing, I showed you a couple of like player created worlds and they could be super simple or they could be super extravagant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The stuff that you showed me the other day um, <clears throat> was very nice. That was all the user created stuff. Uh, people take assets and create really cool things with them. We saw a, an apocalyptic world, kind of something out of Last of Us. Um, and we could just like kind of float around the environment, uh, literally. And uh, there was a, a one that looked like Mordor from Lord of the Rings. Like it was just very neat, the kind of environments and spaces that people were making. Um, the, but the aspect of this, the, of alt space, that is the most interesting to me is of course the social part of it. So there are so many events that are put on from uh, like the community managers and people who just kind of run, I guess, the, the service. I, I don't know how that works exactly, but they, they have hosted events and programs. Uh, Chris, you and I attended one called The Witching Hour, uh, mm-hmm. where they talked about uh, paranormal activity and events that they've experienced in their life. And these are real people in alt space, like having these discussions, having these panels, um, you know, at whatever time. Um, and, and it's, it's really kind of runs the gamut from like, you know, you can, they have morning sessions, afternoon to night. I'm talking like midnight or one, the very first time I put this game on maybe a mistake, but like I put this game on at like two, three o'clock in the morning <laughs> on like a, on like a Saturday. Oh yeah. Um, that was a huge mistake. my dude. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing I see is like, you know, Oh yeah. Hey, come to this dance party. Like, you know, and there were like, 30 people in there and i was like why are 30 people in here at like three o'clock in the morning on saturday but shit i guess i am too so what the hell so it's let's a go nightclub right oh, oh dude it really that was, my first experience. was though <laughs> it was wild like um so they had like a, a truck a music truck with like video and music playing like actually throughout the whole room and then a bunch of people having real life conversations and i felt social anxiety from this in a <laughs> VR game. Wow, like, wow, wow. It, it was, it, it's the most surreal thing I've ever felt in a video game. It was like, because, you know, normally, obviously, we're not face to face. There's not like, what am I, you know, what do I have anxiety about? But it really is a thing of like, yeah, I kind of come in by myself. I kind of like walk around a little bit, kind of see, peek in, see what people are talking about. Maybe don't get too close, but close enough to maybe be within earshot so I can maybe jump in if I want to, but ah, maybe I'm not going to actually jump in. Oh, I'll just play with these beanbags instead and like maybe look like I'm busy and having fun, but I'm actually not. There were a lot of things this game awakened in me, a lot of like internal issues that like 
Is this a recommendation or not? Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. That's it's the thing. Awful. That's this the thing like, I kept telling. Like, like, no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say this looks like how like everything they promised us with like PlayStation Home. Like, oh yes, like, PlayStation Home. Like what I imagined in my mind that would have been like if it would have gone anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. This this scene, and maybe I might be wrong about this because I haven't spent enough time there. I've, I've maybe jumped in maybe four or five times at this point, but it seems like this is a more tame version of PlayStation Home, but they okay. also have like plenty mm-hmm. of like well, I know, I know, Chris, because I'm about to say, like, they have 17 to 18, you know, plus uh, rooms where they talk about <laughs> some wild shit. So uh, I popped into one of those. It was a variety show where they oh, were boy. doing like uh, they were they were doing like a dating game where uh, one of the there was a woman who was like, you know, OK, like the I guess the, the main person. And there were like four dudes who were like, you know trying to vie for a date with her, I guess. And she was asking them questions and they had to answer, you know, just like a regular dating show. Um, and they were just, it was, there were some interesting questions. I, for, I don't know if I should really get into everything, but it was, there were some <laughs> questions asked in this <laughs> thing um, <laughs> that uh, were very interesting for sure. Um, so look, it, I, I think I've told Chris maybe a dozen times just in this past week how fascinating I think all space VR is like the fact that I've never heard of it before is baffling. Like I, I kind of want to like write a piece on this because, and, and just observe it just on an academic level. It's I'm, it's fascinating. It's, it's a, this is a whole world of people who like come together and like exchange, you know, uh, social norms with each other as if you were actually right there in front of the person you can't hear certain people if you're not close to them that gives it a sense of realism that you know you don't you don't really think about normally um but it makes it feel all that more uh tangible in a way so yeah this is a weird fucking thing but i'm I'm fascinated i have a a vr family now because of this game like yeah. just just and like just last just last week you know uh because like me and some some you know some friends they're friends now um uh, we uh exchanged like social medias and everything and it's like yo like um after a long week one of us may, may be uh, we may message each other and say hey yo movie night and we'll totally like jump on yeah. to like uh i think big screen and watch yeah. one of the movies on there so like yeah you know shout, shout out to roku blue moon tiff um Let's see. Uh, oh no! Oh no! I'm forgetting names because she her names are like different everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. so simply CB, but I know something else that we call her. Because um, now I'm mixing different uh, handles, but she knows who I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. Uh, but yeah, like it's 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 people that now I'm like they they comment on my stuff. They they watch the podcast. Uh, anytime like I'm like a I'm anytime I'm like a, a guest or something like they're giving me support for it. So. You know, this is you yeah. know in the in the chat we're talking about like yo is this second life? It it feels like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. that was the other one I was gonna say. That, yep. that is the comparison. That is the one I was looking for. Second life. Yeah, I, I, the second life is not something I I have played personally, but I've seen a lot of you know people talking about it. I've seen like videos, obviously a lot of video essays on it, and like kind of what it it's it kind of brought about people with like um and and it's this is this seems like that the next the next evolution of this because when you were talking about this um for a couple weeks now like you know 
it was hard for me to envision it. It was hard for me to say, you were, mm-hmm. you were like, hey, I made a lot of friends, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, what does that look like on here? I totally understand it now. Like, I totally get, like, what, how that even is possible through this. A lot of people, and I know I've been, like, kind of funny for the past, like, few minutes about it. But, but to be completely honest with you, like, it, there is a um there is it's a very inclusive space at least from what i've heard there are a lot of people who are very accepting welcoming of other of of other people um and spaces that are accommodating for those people as well um and a lot of people were just like popping in and saying oh hey like derek or ashley or whatever like like they're just old buddies like coming together you know having a good time and that's that's pretty cool that's pretty cool at the end of the day so the potential here is amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, like this is the kind of thing where I've been like since VR has kind of come back around. I've been thinking about having like a virtual arcade where you know there's a space like like in this game, and then like a whole row of cabs, and then just each one is a separate emulator. Um, mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, it looks like that would be possible in this kind of thing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like if, oh. if you have if you have any experience with like. Um, I think like Unity or stuff like that, or like building kits, like you could easily like just, you know, boot up Unity and like make it so that it could run in the game. And there you go. Yeah. You have like your own like specific room where you could do stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. There are a ton of people. Oh, I was going to say, Herb, look into it. You could, uh, it's uh, accessible on like just baseline PC. So like if you wanted to play it on your PC without VR, you could still do that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. I know it's a little bit beyond what you're, what you were asking about, but I mean, kind of tangentially related to it is that they have, they host sessions, you know, very often about VR development and what you Mm -hmm. can do in the space, which is nice. You know, um, there was a, there was a really cool event that I saw where it was like Japanese, uh, like students were online and they were like, Hey, this is a room for where like, if we want to learn English, so like help us learn English. If you're practicing Japanese, come here and we can learn like swap, you know, language. And I thought that was just neat. Right. Like yeah. there's not, it's very, it can be a very educational thing. Alt space VR is really what you make of it. Yeah. Way um, to be resourceful. Like VR folks. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I jumped into a room where like, I jumped into a couple of rooms where like you'll have um, directors and like producers from like TV shows and stuff, like showing the episode that they produced and directed and then like giving, uh, you know, questions and answers and stuff like that. So especially with like the times that we're living in now uh like it's 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 really cool it sounds like a beacon of light it is (laughs) yeah for real like that's an oasis big step that's a big step you know as soon as you get over your social anxiety yes it's a beacon of light (laughs) and and it's also it's also um it's backed by it's backed by microsoft but microsoft's name really like you have to know that it's being backed by microsoft so like they're right now they're working on um upgrading the player models so like in this trailer you see a bunch of like player models that look like robots but they're they're actually getting rid of those robots so like that's a huge thing in the community right now where people are pissed because the some people have been like playing this for years now and they've always been like a robot avatar and now that's being taken away a lot of people are uh you know they're they're not happy about it so uh people are pointing blame at microsoft some people are pointing blame at like the games like developers but um, if I feel like if Microsoft like if more people talked about this game and Microsoft sees what they have with it, like they need to pump more money into this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the kind of thing that I think really like I'm happy to see come out of uh quarantine. And I and I know I mean obviously it's been around for a while, but to see it kind of blossom 
Um, this is the, this is the exact kind of thing that needs to blossom during quarantine and, and pandemics and things like this. Uh, just because, you know, I, it's not just gaming, but it's, it's making virtual spaces for people. And that's like, that's so important, especially right now. Uh, if nobody else is aware, uh, here in Atlanta, there are a lot of DIY art and, and LGBTQ and POC spaces like that have closed just this year. Um, mammal gallery, the bakery, mother a bunch of different bars a bunch of like community spaces have closed so like even though this doesn't replace that this is a really really good uh sort of reason to push more people into getting uh not only vr but to getting more into video games Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely so that is uh that's all space vr last thing i want to mention here before i wrap up my segment is the game that i've been playing uh the most uh and it's my favorite uh, second favorite VR experience. Super hot cannot be toppled. Uh, no matter what I play, super hot is going to be king forever. Um, but this is getting mighty damn close, and that's Tetris Effect. Uh, oh. You might you might be thinking like Tetris Effect, like it's fucking Tetris. Like what what <laughs> new could be? You know what? What do you mean? What do you mean that this is so great? Well, let me tell you. It is made by the the goat himself, the man, the myth, the legend. I. Uh, Tetsuya Mizuguchi. And uh, that man is a goddamn genius. So he's made so many games. Uh, I mean, Luminous, uh, uh, Res, um, uh, Medios, um, all of these great titles. And he is back with Tetris Effect. So I- I'm just enthralled uh, with this game. Uh, this is something I play every night before I go to bed for at least like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, it is a game that is very much about assaulting your, your sense of sight and sound, which is obviously if you've played any Mizuguchi game. That is what he does. He, he trades in that, um, <clears throat> res, I think is a, is a masterpiece. This is playing into that all the way. So while you're playing Tetris, regular ass Tetris, like, you know, you have, uh, a lot of images and in the background that you are, especially in VR that you are experiencing. I never thought that I would like get emotional during a Tetris game, but that shit happened. That happened <laughs> a, a few times. Wow. Wait, yes. I'd say, were you like clearing lines and all of a sudden like you have tears? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, I, I was bawling my eyes out, but like, you know, it, 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 you know, it creates a lump in your throat every now and then, you know, yeah, it's, like no, it's you, moving. It's moving. Yeah. It, it's very, it's very moving. Um, in fact, the, the main menu, it says like the, the mode that I'm playing right now is journey mode, or the campaign mode, which is like, uh, I think it tells you like, okay, like play Tetris and go through a, a body of, of sight and sound as you're, you know, exhilarating. Like it is totally, and I read that at first and I was like, get, get the hell out of here. No, no, it is absolutely that um all the way there are a couple mechanics uh, some of the mechanics like uh, hold over like the hold mechanic you could definitely hold your the one piece at a time um that is brought over from other entries the zone mechanic which is something that slows down time i that may have been other in other ones but i don't know if i've played an entry with that in it but it slows down time and also the music that you're playing which is by the way fucking phenomenal yeah. the, the <laughs> yeah, original the original soundtrack is is just kind of out of this world. I'm mad that I, it took me this long to play it. Um, but as with, again, any Mizuguchi game, what you're doing in Tetris, you are that is the soundtrack. 
you are there's a backing beat a backing track but you are um providing the uh, percussion or any other kind of like smaller sounds like within the beat to make it sound like it's all cohesive that's what he does um and he is doing it to full effect in this game no pun intended uh so this is honestly everyone with a vr set should be playing this game like if if i could just pick apart any of the games i've mentioned today or any other game that you've heard me mention before is like like this is the one i think that is the most accessible um it's the one that i think will get you the least sick um and also it's just very uh again very moving uh and i would never have expected to say that about about a tetris game so yeah uh Plus one for uh, preconceived notions, right? Like, you know, don't, don't go into this, uh, don't, don't go into this game thinking that it's just going to be a regular ass Tetris game. We'll have your mind. Um, there's a video out there right now. Uh, if you just like YouTube, like, uh, Tetris veteran plays Tetris effect for the first time. Oh my God. They get this guy who's like world champ at original NES Tetris and he (laughs) plays this and it takes him a little while, but then all of a sudden he's like destroying this game. Like just Mm. like, just like going nuts and like pulling off combos that you're not used to seeing and all this stuff. Um, oh, it's, it's really awesome to watch him interact with it after pl- him playing Tetris since the eighties, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this was basically my first VR game. Uh, and I was just like, all right, you know, I love Tetris. I love all the versions of it. I have a ton of different versions of it, but this absolutely blows all those out of the water. The yeah. only thing that sucks, I have to say is that there's no multiplayer, which ah, um, right. I'm just like, uh, but mm. it's still amazing anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this game to me solidifies why Tetris is considered, uh, you know, the best game of all time. Like, I think that it deserves it, um, especially after something like this. The fact that you can take something as simple um, yet complex as Tetris and kind of transpose like all these different aesthetics to it um, and have it be as successful as it is, as enthralling as it is. I don't think any, I don't think most other games can do something like that. Um, the Tetris can, and I'm very glad that this exists and yeah. very glad I jumped in for sure. So yeah, that's, uh, that's it guys. That's, that wraps it up for me, Chris. Oh wait, no, not Chris. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Her, what you been playing? How's it going? Uh, so I have, I have quite a list here. I, I put it in the chat just in case you like want to put up videos or something. Don't, I don't expect you to do extra work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that really helps out. I appreciate that. Okay, yeah, I just figured I put them, I don't have to spell them and all that stuff. Um, so wow, there are so many good games going on right now. Uh, on our channel, Three Bears Gaming, we've been doing stuff every single night. Um, before I get to this list of games, I actually want to talk about a couple other things real quick. Mm. Um, the first thing is we've been doing like you know every night of the week is like a different theme. So for instance, uh, when you ask me what I've been playing, like. Definitely these games that I'm about to talk about, but every single Saturday we've been doing Dance Dance Revolution, which Ooh, nice. um, I never, I mean, I played it in the arcade a little bit and I played it at my friend's house back in the day, but I've never gotten into DDR like I have during quarantine. Like, like if you're looking for something to keep you fit and just amazing music, I mean, I, I went from getting like D's and C's in the first week to last week. First set of songs were all like double A's, you know, nice. I'm not like, I'm not great or anything, but I'm just saying like DDR is one of those things that has kind of come and gone in in the popular culture, popular video gaming. And um, obviously there's things like Beat Saber and Beat Mania and Just Dance and all this other stuff out there. But I have to give a big shout to Dance Dance Revolution for just having 
killer, killer remixes, uh, amazing UIs, everything that works so, so fluidly and so easily with just playing with your feet. Um, I've been playing a lot of DDR. It's been like, it's been awesome. It's the only thing that's kept me really fit other than a couple walks during quarantine. So shouts to DDR. Um, I also have been playing a lot of fighting games. We do that every Monday. And uh, something recently that I, I don't know why it took me so long to get into it, but is uh, Fightcade. If you have not heard of Fightcade, mm. it's like a very simple free program on, uh, on online. It's fightcade.com. Uh, and basically, it is a client that runs the emulator Final Burn, uh, Final Burn Alpha, which is just a MAME emulator. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it surrounds that emulator with a client so that you can play anybody else at any time. Um, in our Discord, I have links and everything to get it all started along with all the games. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Fightcade because you can hook up any controller to it. And it's basically like any arcade game before 2003, you can play online with someone else. No problem. Um, it uh it it centers on fighting games, so we're playing a lot of Third Strike, a lot of X Men versus Street Fighter, a lot of JoJo, a lot of KOF. But like, there's also Metal Slug and Bomberman and all these other games. Um, and I think all together there's about 150 games that it can play right now. Uh, there is a Fight Kate Two that can also do like Marvel versus Capcom Two and all that stuff. But I haven't quite gotten that one working yet, and it's it's still new. Um, but yeah, if you're ever interested in Fight Kate or, or for that matter any fighting game. Uh, from the heyday of Capcom and SNK and things like that. Um, Fightcade is amazing and completely free. There's like, it takes a little bit of setup, but once you get it going, like you have an arcade on your computer. Um, nice. So I've been playing the fuck out of that. Um, and then as far as individual games, uh, wow. Okay, so the first game is called uh, In Between, and I wanted to highlight this game because it is one of the few games that I can think of off the top of my head, aside from like San Andreas and Crackdown where you play a person of color as the protagonist. Um, It's also not a violent game, and I think that's something to be mentioned because basically every other game um, where you are a person of color involves violence, and Mm. there's nothing wrong with violence in video games, but I feel like when you literally look at all the games with POC folk, like all of them, more or less, are about, you know violence and i just feel like that's something that needs to be looked at and adjusted so in between is a game about um this guy's life basically uh you start out uh waking up from a coma and the whole game is like one seamless experience so Hmm. you wake up from a coma and you walk to the right and you're you're walking through sort of like a like an on rails story segment uh yeah right here exactly but then but then once you leave that, you start going through basically the um, the, the process of, of grieving all, all of the uh, the things that come with that, like the, where there's rage and depression and all of that. You go through each of those physically uh, by playing this sort of uh, weird platforming mix of the game VVVVV and also mm. games like maybe Super Meat Boy, like that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, every single stage has its own like gimmick. So, for instance, in the, in the rage area, uh, you play trying to avoid these big red blocks of of rage. Um, and and the whole the whole stick is that all you can do is move le- up up down left and right, but you can change the gravity to match wherever you want at any time. So you don't have any weapons, and you don't actually jump ever. It's all about just switching the gravity between all four directions. Um, it seems really simple at first. But by the end of it, I literally cried at the ending because 
it's extremely emotional and i don't know if they're going to show it in the trailer but when you're walking through the levels parts of the level sometimes the wall will break open and have a story segment in the middle of gameplay with full voice acting and amazing hand-drawn animation um uh, it seems like a lot of games you might have played before, but I urge people to like, you know, the whole game took me maybe five hours. And the further you get into it, the more it separates itself from games that it looks like. Um, I just thought it was really cool. Uh, it's basically uh, one of the only peaceful POC games you can play. Um, they really get into some heavy topics with it uh, in terms of family and and depression and um, all real emotions and things that we all go through um, right there. Yeah, you can see how like the the background opens up and there's like story sequences within that as you play. It's super fucking cool. I, I, I was totally blown away by this. And I think on, on the Switch sale, it was literally like two dollars. So wow. it's one of those games that if you enjoy like Braid or Super Meat Boy or Limbo or VVV, any of those kinds of games, it's very much on that money, but with enough to make it unique, um, if nothing else, for the fact uh, of, of storytelling. I, I've never played a 2D game that tells a story this good that's not an RPG. So, mm. just saying. Um, so, uh, also... Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could... Don't let me... Don't let me. <laughs> you, you were on <laughs> the trailers, man. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> you are so good at that. Um, so the next game I want to talk about, uh, uh, I'm gonna get these two serious games out of the way and then we're gonna ha- talk about fun games. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that, these are all fun too, but uh, <laughs> the next game I want to talk about is a very, very important game. Um, this game I am literally giving away free. Don't tell the, de- the developers, it's on my Instagram page, it's in the Lincoln's in my bio. It's literally free. It was part of that itch.io bundle that came out uh last month. Oh, uh, yeah. This game is called Democratic Socialism Simulator. Um, now, Perfect. depending on how you feel about politics or what you think about socialism or democracy is regardless, the point is the game is where you play the president and you have to decide in a series of yes or no questions that are randomized through every play what the hell to do to make the uh, society and to make the country work for everyone. Um, you have three meters on the right. One of them is your, your, uh, your funds. One of them is like the state of the world as far as the environment, uh, global warming, things like that. And one of them is like the sort of uh, rage of the people. And you want to kind of keep those all in order uh, by answering yes or no questions. And they're not necessarily yes or no, but it's, it's dis or dat. It's like there's only two answers every time. Um, uh, it, it really, I have to say, more than probably any game I've ever played in my entire life, regardless of their political implications or their intentions, this game calls it out directly. They're like, look, these people are doing this. What are you going to do? And you have to decide, uh, give them more money or no, 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 we'll do that later. Um, every, every like, I'm going to say like 15 turns, essentially, uh, you're given the chance to, um, well, well, you try to run for office again. And if you get elected again, the game continues. And if you don't, it ends. Um, but every time you play, it's completely different, just like a roguelike game. Uh, I think it's extremely thought-provoking. It, uh, regardless of who you are or what your po- political affiliation is, um, mm-hmm. I think this is a very, very important game. I think it's an awesome mm-hmm. tool. Uh, I think more games could take a, a direct approach to uh, politics and things. And honestly, there's a lot of situations in it where you'll find yourself really thinking about, like, what should I do here? And also mm-hmm. laughing and stuff. There's lots of funny moments. Uh, all the characters in it are animals. And the way that they represent... Um, 
uh, very clear references to uh, people that we know in our government uh, via animal. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Um, it's hmm. like, I, I just, I, I have to say it's, it's a very casual game in the sense that you really only swipe left or right. But that means not only can it play on every device for free, which I have linked in my bio, I have all the versions for it. It's also on Android, uh, PC, Mac, Linux, um, but also anybody can play it. So I've been urging a lot of uh, political friends of mine who, who feel very uh, outspoken uh, and, and just tired of everything going on in America mm-hmm. and otherwise um, who don't play video games. I've been sending it to them like, hey, I know you're not into games. This is the game you need to play. Um, mm. So just saying, if you've ever wondered what it's like to be the president and have to make decisions about what's right and what's wrong and where the money should go and things like that, this game makes it so easy to do. And also, I think it's something I really think it's something everybody should play just for the plain fact that it directly discusses things that are going on right now in mm-hmm. 2020 for real. Like it's super yeah. up to date relevant. So, yeah, yeah, I, I really like the sound of that game for sure. Um, I mean, both of these games sound amazing, but this one in particular, the gaming industry seems so averse to um, both inside and the games themselves seems so averse to politics um, and yes. taking hard stances on things um, that something like this is very refreshing. Yeah, this yeah. this is made I was by say, a game. Uh, oh, no, go ahead. I, was like, I, down, I literally just downloaded it on my phone. So yeah, just, okay, sweet. Just yeah, just search it on the on the app store. You can get on. Yeah, it's store. literally three dollars, or you can grab PC Mac Linux versions on my Instagram for free. I'm like literally giving it away because I don't give a fuck because I think everybody should play this. Um, mm-hmm. It's made by a guy named Paolo Pedersini who uh, has a history of working with his game dev company uh, to make lots of different indie games, and a lot of them are very uh, socially and and mm-hmm. relatively charged. Um, and yeah, I think the gaming industry is really afraid to get into shit like that. And a lot of times, like we were saying with uh, with Infamous, uh, it is a very binary choice. And in this game, there are really so many different endings. There's like over 25 different endings that can happen. Um, uh, and, and, and among those, there are hundreds and hundreds of cards they come up with that are all randomized. So it's always a different experience every time you get into it, just like real politics. Right. Um, just saying. I won't harp on it any longer, but like for real, play this game. If you ever wanted to feel uh, empowered through video games or feel a little bit more clarity about um, social issues or political issues, they have a lot of things that come up in the game that I literally had a window off to the side on Chrome where I was just looking up all these terms I didn't know. Because um, they, they just they call it out exactly how things are written uh, into the Constitution. All the, hmm. the, the laws are passed. They they use the actual terminology. So a lot of it I didn't know because a lot of it, you know, just doesn't enter our regular lives, especially as gamers because we're usually busy gaming. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I, I think tools like this, and especially like you were talking about alt VR, um, that and this, like those kinds of things, I want to see more from video games. I want to see more like actual real world application you know right because right. uh, they can still be fun while you learn shit there's no excuse to why you know you can't have fun but also drop a little knowledge too absolutely indeed um, so yeah so that's that game uh the next game i want to talk about is uh degrees of separation um i have been playing this with my hubby off and on for the past couple weeks uh and i really think it's honestly probably one of the best co-op games uh i've played in a long time um all you really do is move and jump and it's all about solving puzzles and the whole stick is that if you're one player your entire world is in the summer and everything's hot uh and if you're the other player you're in the winter 
uh, and everything's cold, but you play simultaneously with the middle of the screen never crossing over the other. So huh. one person is always in the winter and one person is always in the summer no matter what. Um, and you have to use that dynamic to make different things happen in the game in order to solve puzzles. Um, it's not a super complicated game necessarily, but many of the puzzles you will think to yourself, how the fuck am I doing this? Like, how do I do it? <laughs> and there's literally like no buttons. It's all, well, I mean, it's jump and it's move, but within just that limited control, they have invented so many cool puzzles on this. You know what um, that kind of reminds huh. me of is uh, a co-op version of that game, that Ubisoft game, Outland. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. We're not even done with it. We're on like the second area. Uh, it's one of those games where there's so much collect to collect, but you only need so many to open whatever doors. So there's mm -hmm. lots of replay value if you want to go back and get the rest. Um, I think if you have you know a partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, this is the game to play with them, um, especially mm -hmm. if they're not a gamer because it's very easy to understand. Um, but uh, but I was I was consistently uh, amazed at not only the art um, but just the the simple fact of having cold and hot play off each other in ways that I've just not really seen in a lot of video games before. Um, yeah. uh, the, the backgrounds and the flowers and everything on the screen change in real time at like completely fluid motion from cold to hot. And it's just like, it's really amazing just to even watch in motion. Um, so yeah, that's a huge co-op recommendation. Um, especially if you have somebody in your life who's not a gamer, but you want to like involve them in your gaming. This is the game. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Degrees of separation. I, I think it was on. Uh, I don't know that it's on sale anymore, but I also have a couple links for some sale sites. Uh, there's a site called Deku Deals that I wanted to highlight. Um, like I'm going to type it in here. DekuDeals.com. Uh, from that site, you can look at all of the Switch games and you can sort them by when their sale end uh, date ends. So I've been just looking at what's about to end oh in God. the next few hours. Oh my wow. God. Better than Nintendo's own shop. Better than Nintendo's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. So like for five games under five bucks on, on Wednesdays that I usually do, I like look on there and then I just set the max price to five and I put it a sort by sale end date. And like there are insane deals on the Switch. Don't Excellent. underestimate the Switch. Um, a lot of games are, you know, pennies. pennies on, the, on the Switch's name. Yeah, so <laughs> um also there's wow. another uh there's another site called is there any deal.com um which only covers like through Steam and PC, not PlayStation or Switch, but I have to say that's another really good tool if you're looking for uh inexpensive gaming experiences and a lot of these games are normally 15, 20, 30 bucks that are just like crazy discount. Um mm -hmm. So all right, so the next game I want to talk about is um an RPG that I have put over 16 hours into, which is a lot for me, considering it's a turn-based RPG. Uh, this game is called Cosmic Star Heroine. Uh, it is hmm. uh, like a $2 game on Steam right now. It's also uh, generally on sale on the Switch for about 2 bucks. Not right this second, but almost every other week it is. Um, this game, if you've ever played Chrono Trigger or Original Breath of Fire or any Super Nintendo RPG, maybe PS1 RPG, this is on that level. Um, what I really, really, really like about it is that it's turn-based, but you never really have to grind. It's extremely story-driven. Uh, you move from set piece to set piece. You never feel like you're quite behind. Uh, you can you can adjust the difficulty on the fly. So if a boss battle is crazy, you can literally be like, okay, now I want it to be on normal instead of hard or whatever. Um, uh, something else I really like is when you're 
when you get into turn-based battles, but the screen does not transition. You you get into the battle right where you are, and then yeah, when the battle's nice. done, you get up and continue moving. Um, mm-hmm. Also, every single attack you make is sort of treated uh, instead of having most games like where you can attack endlessly or defend or whatever. In this game, every single action you make in a battle is a single unit. So once you've attacked with your main bash, that's done until you press defend, which recharges your abilities. So like you kind of really have to like strategize in terms of what you're going to use at the right time. It's got a really cool sci-fi story. A lot of it is very much about... um, It's basically about uh, this girl, Alyssa, who is sort of working for essentially Homeland Security, and then she figures out that they are whack as fuck which yeah so <laughs> she like goes on a rebellion mission to like dismantle it from the inside and um you have a bunch of people you can choose to be in your party it's got great pixel art uh the battles are incredibly incredibly gripping and you find yourself like on the very last character that hasn't already passed uh uh passed out with like no health and you have like one hit left and you make that last good hit and you're like boom you know experience so that's the, exa- really, that's the anxiety really I need in my life. That's exactly what I'm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, I really don't play a lot of turn-based RPGs, uh, at least not since I was younger. And this one, I have to say, definitely, if you ever loved Chrono Trigger, play this game. Um, huh. Yeah, I'm already 16 hours in. It doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. I think I'm somewhere halfway about in, judging on the items and stuff that I have. So there's, I mean. If you can find it for like the two dollar sale that I got it for, it's absolutely worth more than that. I think normally it's like twenty. So yeah, um, really been enjoying that game. That's a great game. Uh, another game uh, that I want to talk about is a game called uh, Translation. Um, this is like a very simple sort of. You're a blue dot, and you have to uh, hit a red dot on a 2D plane. But the the really cool thing about this game, uh, speaking on education and how games can be applied to learning, is that it's all about learning languages. So hmm. you can, at the beginning of the game, you choose which languages you know, and you choose which languages you want to learn, just like Duolingo. But uh, you know, um, what's different from Duolingo is that it's actually got like Twitch 2D arcade gameplay that almost feels kind of like a... Um, Maybe like an Asteroids or maybe like a, uh, I don't know, like um, it, it almost feels like a very souped up kind of Atari game, but with a killer electronic music soundtrack and um, over eight, like eight languages. And there's all these different exercises you can uh, do that help your memorization. Uh, I did Spanish. I played it for like two hours afterwards. I totally actually remembered stuff in Spanish. Oh, so, that seems really intense. Like, yeah, the game itself looks intense, but now you're. You're learning languages. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but, but you're describing it. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm like, do I do I want to put myself through this? I'm doing it. <laughs> it definitely what makes is- you think. Um, and at the same time, test your gameplay skills. But I just I just love that. Like, uh, along with the other two games, uh, you know that I mentioned earlier that that games are really like like you know, the separation between fun and learning really is bullshit. Like there's, we, we might've thought that there wasn't a way to mix the two, but I mean, more and more games like this are popping up. And I, after playing this for like an hour or so, I would much rather do this than deal Duolingo. Just saying. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, t- we talked about that a couple times on the show where like, for me, I, um, whenever I have like a project, uh, 
or something to do like at work or just like anything in general like i'll turn it into like a, a game and I'll, yeah. I'll gamify like a lot of things like working out i'll gamify um like i guess for this learning a new language is literally a game so yeah this i guess there's no excuse to not learn a lang- uh, language when i could be playing a game at the same time yeah um, and also, you know, uh, it's it's generally on sale. I think when I got it, again, it was like a dollar on the Switch. Um, it is on all platforms. Uh, I just think this kind of stuff is really interesting, and it's cool that somebody's making it. Also, it, just like Tetris Effect and all those Mitsuguchi games, um, the uh, the soundtrack is incredible. So if you enjoy electronic music, or you like thumping beats, or visualizers that go along to it, um, the better you do, the better mu- the music gets. The worse you do, the worse it gets. The same kind of thing. Um oh, man. Yeah, totally something, you know, if you have any interest in learning more languages or you just want to play a cool game, uh, they have modes where you can just play the game and not even fuck with the languages if that's what you want to do. So they thought of everything. Hmm. Um, But yeah, so that's translation. Really, really cool. I was totally blown away by it. It snuck up on me. I found it on that Deku deal site. I I had never heard of it. I'd never even seen it in the store. So take a look. Um, All right. uh, I've got two more games. Uh, (laughs) So... Uh, the next game, uh, this is a game called Drongen. Um, I believe I have talked about this game before. Maybe not on here, but I definitely played it prior to this. Um, but it is on sale right this second, and I thought mm-hmm. it'd be cool to talk about it again. Uh, it's about, I think, like two, three bucks on the Switch. This is a all black and white, all pencil drawn uh, RPG that's in 3D. Um, it is completely randomly generated uh, other than your hub world. So going into the dungeons is like playing any other rogue. There's treasure, there's status effects, there's there's hundreds of different weapons, there's all kinds of stuff you can find, um, and it's always different every time you play. It's it's uh, Admittedly, is a little weird to get used to looking at a 3D world in complete pencil drawn black and white, but after you get used to it, you're like, holy shit, this is like a miniature Skyrim or like a miniature... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another game that really grasps this. Um, but anyway, if you like roguelikes, if you like dungeon games, and you like first-person games, and you want to try something that has a really cool art style with literally all of the art being actually hand-drawn by the dev, um, I think it's just really cool, especially for two, three bucks. Um, I love games where there's endless replayability, where there's endless uh, situations and you know randomized elements. So uh, you know, I, and I just never really saw anything like this before. So. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool game. Um, totally, totally underrated. Uh, yeah, that's Drongen. Um, and then my last game I want to talk about is a Metroidvania. Uh, this, uh, this last game is called Feudal Alloy. Um, it is. I love um, that name already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a game where you basically play a little goldfish that somehow, a la Earthworm Jim, has figured out how to attach his goldfish bolt to a suit of armor, and that is who you play. Um, uh, It's very much big bosses, lots of loot, lots of equipment, all hand-drawn animation, full-blown Metroidvania open world. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but, you know, and there's lots of other Metroidvanias out there, don't get me wrong. Uh, but what I, I liked about this one so much is the wealth of secrets to find. The loot and equipment that you can get is just like, there's just so much of it. Um, and the animation is gorgeous. It feels like watching an old Saturday morning cartoon, uh, that okay. kind of thing. It reminds me, I used to watch this like Don Quixote show, like this Hanna-Barbera cartoon when I was a kid, and it looks just like that. Um, 
really cool bosses. I mean, you know, if you like Hollow Knight or Messenger or any of those games, Feudal Alloy. It's also like three bucks. So sweet. Yeah. Um, so I know that was a whole mouthful. Uh, <laughs> I said you, you, you put us on some good stuff. Like there's a, a couple of these games. Like I definitely wrote down. I'm gonna definitely check out. Like I said, I downloaded mm-hmm. that um that uh, simulator game, uh, cool. socialism game. Yeah, so, I try to get. You like, probably have it already, Chris. A little two D, a little three D. You know, a little a little black and white, a little full color, a little hand drawn. Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> always always nice bring the heat. Exactly. Always bring the heat. Always bring a Thank nice you. variety. Like yeah. Always appreciate it. Um, so yeah. So I mean, other than those, uh, I, I just one last thing is that this past week, uh, uh, you know, we hit our hundred streams in a row on that same day. Happened to also be my birthday, so that was a great day. And I asked our our chatters what we should, what I should play, like what big game I should start that I haven't started. And my friend Faye was like, Herb, I swear to God, fucking play Breath of the Wild because I hadn't played Breath of the Wild yet. So uh, I started uh, that this week. And we don't even have to get yes. into that because everybody knows what Breath of the Wild is. I mean, you certainly can get into it. Definitely <laughs> interested. That's why I we're mean, here. You, should, def- you yeah. should definitely tell Chris what you think about Breath of the Wild. So, well. all right. So, <laughs> I like Breath of the Wild. I have to say, um, it does not feel like a Zelda game to me. Um, but that's not a bad thing. Hey, I, there it is, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It does, like like I'm Zelda games are a whole lot of talking in the beginning, a whole lot of meeting everyone in the beginning, uh, yeah. uh, very familiar themes, very very specific things that happen in Zelda games, and Breath of the Wild kind of throws all that out um, in the same way that uh, Majora's Mask or Link's Awakening threw a lot of that out. Um, and it kind of just goes on its own thing. Um, when I compare it to other open world games, I do have to say I think it's a little bit late to the party, considering a lot of the best open world games had already come out before Breath of the Wild. And you can tell that even though original Zelda inspired those, Breath of the Wild is inspired by the games that Zelda inspired. So, um, you know, all that said, if I were to compare it to any open world out games, uh, any open world games out there, I think it's the most similar to, bear with me on this, Sly Cooper 2 and Just Cause 2. It feels to me just like those, but in a Zelda shell. And I say that specifically because I played Horizon Zero Dawn, I played Crackdown, I played Saints Row, I played all the open world games. And the main thing that Breath of the Wild, it gives me those Just Cause vibes because one, you have a parachute, and two, you can climb and just like cheese out every mountain you, you know you can possibly find if you know how to do it. Um it also gives me this, you know, there's a lot of stealth going on and it gives me Sly Cooper memories where you're like sneaking behind people and trying to get that good shot and trying to pick up their loot without them noticing stuff like that. Um, I, I have enjoyed it. I'm like about 15 hours in. Uh, I, I, I still I just I don't know. It doesn't really feel Zelda, mm-hmm. but but it doesn't feel like that contributes to any lack of quality. Right. It exactly. It doesn't exactly. feel like the next Zelda entry per se. Like, to me, that seemed like the the lack of Zeldaness is what attracted me to it even more. To be gotcha. honest, like, and and that's not even me saying I don't like I dislike Zelda. I don't. I'm just kind of like not. I'm just nonplussed by Zelda. Like Zelda's fine. It's cool, but like it's kind of uh, it, the franchise is there for me, and yeah. that's it. Um, but Breath of the Wild like made it made me retroactively more of a Zelda fan. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, there's so much to do in it. I mean, it never really, you know, there's no point where you really run out of stuff to do. And I'm told yeah. that 
with the way the whole blood moon works that essentially it's endless basically mm. um so that's kind of cool uh, I like all the things that they implement from other open world games uh, that they, of course, polish to the nth degree because that's Nintendo. Um, I mean, it's really I mean, the, the, the really the only cons I would say are that um, Zelda needs some damn more voice acting. It's 2020 Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, if you're expecting that very sort of tried and true formula of like, you know, the dungeons and you get this and you do that, like that's not really quite there um it is but this is like the first zelda game where i feel like you get the bombs in the first freaking hour which is i was like wait i have bombs now like forever and they regenerate and i don't have to buy more like what like what am i playing (laughs) yeah but again no that's not really a bad thing so um i i I, oh, oh also also I have to say um, about Breath of the Wild that a lot of people are really having a hard time getting the Switch right now. They're very expensive or they're out of stock or whatever. Um, I have to just put this out there. Uh, Breath of the Wild is also on the Wii U and Wii U's are like 80 bucks. So if you're just trying to play Breath of the Wild and you don't have the money or the resources to get a Switch that's literally like 500 bucks right now or 400 bucks, uh, just serious? grab a Wii U and Breath of the Wild is the same game. I looked up the differences. The only difference is that on the Switch, it's in 900p. And on the Wii U, it's in 720. But all the content and the DLC and everything is the exact same game. Mm. So just saying, for a lot of people trying to save money right now, you know, I, I hear a bunch of people, when I was actually doing it on stream, they're like, oh, I want this game so bad. I want Breath of the Wild, but I don't have a Switch. And they're all out. Dude, go on eBay, $80 Wii U. Breath of the Wild is literally at GameStop for 10 bucks. Boom. There you go. Yep. You know. Hmm. So yeah, that's very, my cheap pass. <laughs> very, very nice. Yeah, thank you for that, especially with that impromptu Breath of the Wild impression. Appreciate sure. that, Chris. What yes. you been playing? Oh man, so a lot of Last of Us because I got it like super last minute. You know, we're, we're going to be doing the spoiler cast, and I was originally going to sit out of it because you know I, I avoided all the spoilers, I avoided all of like the controversy, but. The people wanted to hear my opinion of the game. So of course I had <laughs> to I had to get it for the people, for the culture. And oh mm-hmm. man, 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 man. I sort of wish I streamed it because I uh I could I could literally feel my face like make reactions when certain things happen in, in that game, which happens a, a lot. So <laughs> I really wish yeah, I streamed it. Hours. I really huh? <laughs> No, for 20 hours. like it's, Yeah, it's literally that. for, for yeah. 20 hours, it was just me making faces, me saying, wow, 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 they really did that. And, yeah. you know, I'll go into that more in the spoiler cast, but um, just for the sake of saying stuff about this episode, you know, uh, echoing everything James and Rod have said over the past couple of uh, episodes about the game, like, the game is, is good, like, it's polished. Um, definitely, if you're playing it, I know some people say, oh, like, I want to play the game the way the developers want me to play the game. Shut up. Don't be that person. Stop it. <laughs> Go ahead. Open up the options. Mess through the settings. Like, they, they put in so much work to customize this game for li- literally anybody to play this game. I was on Twitter yes. about a week ago, and someone who was, um, I don't know if they're, like, fully blind, partially blind, whatever. Yeah. They pretty much said that this was, like, the first game they've beaten in years without auditory support exactly 
Yeah. So wow. it's yeah, it's a it's a major achievement on what they could do with like the accessibility settings, what they could do with just sort of like adding extra options into the game. Um this is definitely that game if you have a significant other who doesn't really play video games, you you can essentially go into the options, you could turn on like um like auto aim, you could turn on uh like just certain things that will sort of like help that person play through the game or things that you may not like that you have to do in the game, you can sort of turn it off. So, uh mm-hmm. let's say let's say you get stuck at a puzzle. You can literally you can literally add an option where it says skip puzzle and you skip it. I like that because Wait, really? like can I just yeah. like like I'm I'm not going to spend like I'm so not going to trash on Last of Us cuz I know everybody loves it, but I have to say I beat the first game on hard. I only played it one through that that once through and mm-hmm. like I I didn't love it, but mm-hmm. I have my reasons so we don't have to go there, but mm-hmm. to hear to hear that like all the things they've added and accessibility and things like that that makes that more attractive for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they really tune the game to make it that like people want to just enjoy a story, um, right, right? Which you know some people want to go to Naughty Dog games just for that. They don't give a shit about the gameplay, and that's yeah. totally fair. Um, and you can totally like Chris is saying, you can totally play the game that way. Totally. My my um, biggest thing, yeah. and I know a lot of people's things, and and games that are turning more like semi open world, but at the same time is still confined but still super vast where you can get lost. Go into options. There's an option to like hit, click the L3 button where it will sort of point you in the right direction on where to go. Oh, that that's literally, too. Wow. That, that's something that like the first half of the game, like I, I was doing good in like the game pretty much puts you on the right path where like if you just stay on that path, you can sort of get through the, uh, the area. But eventually in the, like it, the area started opening up and I was like, yo, like I'm a bulk of my time has been like trying to figure out how to get out of this area. And sometimes it's like super, super simple and I'm just dumb and I don't see that I have to like climb on a shelf to, to get out of a window. And then, I mean, but then sometimes it's also like they point you in a direction, but you really had to like turn left and then back or something like that. So, um, especially mm-hmm. with like my predicament of trying to finish it before we uh, got to the spoiler cast, you know, that definitely helped me out. But it's it's cool. It is a is a really interesting game. Um there is a bunch of controversy that surrounds this game, which I feel like is super unfortunate, which oh my I, God. I, feel, I feel like I feel like I could talk about here without being, you know, spoiler, you know, too spoily. But, you know, playing through the game, I was expecting like some sort of like really big, uh, you know, something, something that would make me stop and like, wow, I can't believe they really did that. But no, like. People are really like out here threatening voice actors because they're playing either uh, gay or transgender characters. Y'all, listen, I lose all respect to people that are out here on Twitter threatening people for this. There is no excuse whatsoever. Y- y'all are dumb. Like, someone clip this. Someone clip this so I can send it to every one of those people on Twitter that are out there attacking these people, attacking just gay and transgender people you're stupid it's like why why there's Thank no you. reason for it whatsoever so did y'all from did you I, see the pussies right so yeah. from so from should i play that fuck you fuck you fuck <laughs> yep. you yep cosine <laughs> uh did you, did you see the petition that that all these people um my hubby was showing me that like all these people are in outrage over how the story went and all this shit 
So there's mm-hmm. literally like thousands of signatures on some petition to to try and force the devs to change it. And all I hear <laughs> from these people is like, when when our game with two entries in the series didn't go the way we wanted it and i'm like mm. bitch i'm a sonic fan okay i don't even want to hear <laughs> okay yes. Like, <laughs> yes like i don't want to hear oh. nothing about, oh oh your 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 sequel to like the best selling game on ps3 is also the best selling game on ps4 and it didn't go the way you want and you're gonna try to like <laughs> the devs into change you know like get the fuck out of here like <laughs> it's you know, game, when, you know when people do that i feel like at least to me like the whole like you know petition like sign to you know petition things it loses its value when you're trying to petition bullshit right 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 because because right next to that are all these other petitions you know change.org mm-hmm. and all this other like real shit going on and people are over here arguing about an obviously very well-made game with, with a ton of work that's gone into it and they're like oh it didn't turn out the way we wanted i'm like y'all y'all like like that right there says to me that like not enough um, maybe maybe Last of Us just draws too many casual gamers, and those people aren't used to like the disappointment in the gaming industry that uh, us longtime gamers are. You know what I mean? Like like we just kind of get used to that stuff. Your 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 skin gets thick when you realize mm-hmm. that Street Fighter Five is going to suck, or when you realize that Sonic mm-hmm. Forces is going to be okay, or when you realize that you know whatever. It's like it's like your 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 skin gets thick over time. So stuff like that, I'm just like, come on now. And then yeah, like you said, like threatening people, I'm like. Yo, it's a game. Like, just play it or don't. Like, yeah. Fuck. So, hmm. yeah, I, I can't wait to sort of go into a deep dive on the spoiler cast about the game because there's there's, there's a there's a lot <laughs> that this game does right, but then there's also like some some huge misses which we'll right. get into. But you think so? Um, mm, yeah, yeah, I feel so. I feel so. Things not playing out the way you intended is the point of The Last of Us. True, because that's kind of like the game, right? I mean, that's a zombie apocalypse. That's literally yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's true. things that I will speak for Chris, but at least I know for me, the misses aren't. It's not necessarily something narrative based or based on like something that happened that mm-hmm. I didn't want it to go another way. It's it's more of how certain things kind of flowed within the okay. grand scheme. Okay, so why? Okay, that. me riding the same boat about it. <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely talk about that more. Um, but yeah, like I, I, honestly, that's been the bulk of my my free time is playing through that game. So uh, excited to talk more about it. But we're gonna go ahead and knock out the news, and then um, like we said, go straight into the spoiler cast and uh, uh, just <laughs> sort of see where that goes. But um, news this week really interesting, and I I want to hear from from you, Herb, about this because this is uh. You know, you're into fighting games. Um, oh, yeah. I feel like out of all of us, like you, like this is something that you you live, uh, sleep, eat, and breathe uh, <laughs> on the weekly. Uh, but Evo yeah, 2020, Evo 2020 is canceled. You know, and like not only was it canceled because of like COVID, they then moved over to the online bit. But uh, you know, now it's just like it's canceled, canceled. Um, so, and that's coming from one of the higher ups. Um, I don't have the name written down. I think Rod, you know. Oh yeah, Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard. Uh, the you know a bunch of accusations and uh just really just stuff stuff that like is sort of plaguing the uh, mm-hmm. fighting game community right now. But uh, just yeah. 
accusations the of internet, honestly. Yeah, go yeah. accusations <laughs> of real. sexual misconduct and all that other stuff. Um, right, right, right. What do you know? What do you know? Oh, oh, like, and and no offense to y'all, by the way, but oh, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? A straight dude did some bullshit. Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. right. right. Yeah. Really? Oh, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, you know, like I just I love the fighting game community. I've been fighting since fucking Street Fighter One. Mm-hmm. I play every week, eight hours, eight hour stream of all fighting games um and and other stuff outside of that and i'm just like it's time for us to look at that it's time for yeah, us to look at that. you absolutely. know I, I can't tell you how many times in the 90s uh or or in the early 2000s i would go somewhere to play marvelous capcom 2 or killer instinct and you just hear someone dropping hate speak uh mm-hmm. and i'm not just talking about f-bombs either people dropping n-bombs and saying all kinds of stuff uh mm-hmm. to to and against and with other people when they lose or when they're salty or whatever and like we have to get that shit out of there. There's there's a ton of girl fighters out there. There are a ton of mm-hmm. queer fighters out there. Sonic Fox, hello. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it's time to like get over all that bullshit and like just enjoy the game with each other. You know. Um, yeah. I also have to say I was talking about Fightcade earlier. Fightcade unfortunately does not have any sort of. Uh, there's a chat system, but you can't add anybody as a friend and you can't block anybody. So people get on there with some fucked up names and say some fucked up oh, shit wow. in the chat. And so I just, you know, like we were talking about online communities earlier, sometimes you just have to like, I don't even look at the chat. I just get into the games. I fight with people and I just don't pay attention because it's just like, you know, what can you do? I still want to play my game, but there's no way to really mod that. So I urge game devs and everybody else out there, make sure you got some way to mod some shit. Make sure you got a way to like block people or an internal chat system of some kind, Um, because we don't need any more of that. Hey, it's 2020, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I think... uh, I think it's a good thing that they canceled, and I say that n- not knowing that they canceled until right now when you when you told us uh, mm. uh, tonight because um, I I just I woke up I'm vampire anyway uh, <laughs> um, so I didn't know that but I honestly think that's good for a couple different reasons um, the first reason is online gameplay is not there yet with fighting games it it is in certain circumstances it is periodically like for instance with fightcade or with tekken 7 or with you know smash or with street fighter 5 or at brawlhalla i play all those online and i'm gonna say about 70 to 80 to 90 percent of the time they work fine but there is that 20 30 percent and even 10 percent where it'll just fuck up and that could be you know can you imagine watching evo and it's like the fi- the grand final and then it fucks mm-hmm. up oh, oh no we got to do this one over and then everybody has to get like all anticipatory again like yeah. it's just you know yeah. what i mean so like i feel like you know if anything this will urge devs and fighting game communities to start supporting better netcode to start pushing uh better infrastructure with our games because like dude smash is garbage w- with that you know mm-hmm. um smash wasn't even going to be in evo online that's how bad it was it wasn't even going to be there which is kind of like wow nintendo like that's that's a big that's a big deal if you're not going to mm-hmm. be at the main fighting game thing in the world like you know mm-hmm. um <clears throat> I have to also say that, you know, I love video games and I play them a lot. I mean, you know, we stream every night, all that stuff. But, you know, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that a lot of attention and money that normally would go to a fighting game uh, competition uh, is dispersed in other directions. You know, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully mm-hmm. people take some time one when they're not practicing, when they're not doing the stuff they normally would be doing for Evo to take a look at what's going on in the country and in the world and make sure, you know, to have these tough conversations with your family and make sure your head's right and you're on 
you know, the, the side of justice and equality. I, I've said it a bunch of times, but I mean, every time I turn around every week, I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, shit, this person I thought was cool isn't cool. Wow. Right. Okay. Um, and, and clearly, that's what's happening in Evo as well. Clearly, in the fighting game community, there, there is, it's not the majority, but there's still a cell of like very misogynistic, very uh, uh, racist, very um, uh, predatory people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Predatory, yeah, yeah, yeah. Predatory, right? Yeah, people, people, you know, they get that high of like, I'm good at this game. So they think they can like literally abuse other people yeah. verbally and mentally outside of the game. And it's like, dude, like we're throwing Hadoukens here. It doesn't have to get that real, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I, of course, I want to see Evo thrive. I watch it every year, but like, it's 2020. A lot of adjustments have to be made. That's one of them, uh, apparently. And also, like, fighting games need to get their netcode much better, or else we wouldn't really have to run into that, probably, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's something that they're going to have to focus in, focus on in the future, uh, especially with, you know, next gen right around the corner. And um, we can sort of segue that into this next bit of news that um, hopefully with this next news, they could focus this extra money on better net code. But uh, it, like there's a trend right now with, you know, next gen games sort of like being announced or and uh, we're starting to get pricing now, especially with like some of these sports games. We're seeing that a lot of these next gen games, the prices are, you know, they're rising. So for the most part, it looks like it's like a $10 increase. Or at least ten dollars, you know, uh, in the states, um, and you know, it it started a conversation on the internet. A lot of people are for it. A lot of people are against it. I want to know where you guys are at because I know for me at least, I I feel like with them increasing the price, which honestly, with the amount of work that these companies are doing for these games, I'm honestly surprised that it hasn't been done already. But yeah. then at the same time, um. Like this extra money could be used towards like improving. It could be used towards improving certain things like netcode, but then also at the same time, hopefully, uh, get them to stop the whole crunch culture that we see in the industry right now. So yeah, the thing um, that basically kills all like like there's this YouTube thing I watched called Matt McMuscles, and his whole YouTube is all about games that. Oh, fly. what happened? Yeah, yeah. What happened? Yeah. Like, like why things happen? Like he talks about too human. He talks about uh, 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 Haze and all the, all, all the games that like we were really looking forward to over the past couple of decades that ended up flopping and causing companies to close and shit like that. Telltale games, all that. Um, and, and a big part of that is just this immense pressure uh, on these people to basically work like slaves and not have breaks, not have benefits, not have time off and work nonstop for months without any breaks whatsoever, even working at home to get some game finished that like... A lot of times they don't even really get paid a lot for, you know, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they still so- manage to rush that, which is ridiculous. Yeah, right. And it's like and my, my whole thing is kind of like I would much rather wait another year if I know a game is going to be great than take it right now in some half-baked, you know, form or whatever. Um, that and at the same time, I, I'm, I'm more willing to spend that extra money on that game if I know it's going to be good. Like I, yeah. I'm, I get angry when uh, uh, I you know pay sixty dollars if I'm paying sixty dollars for a game straight up and I don't like it and it's trash. So like spend extra time, go ahead and polish it, don't rush it, and you know I feel like that'll be the right balance. My only thing is if we're gonna do this price increase, which sounds like a great idea, I want a full game when the game comes out. Hmm. Yeah, 
I'm tired of getting like pieces of video games for sixty dollars. Fallout seventy six. And that's so, what I'm saying. I'm like, kind of like, until that shit's fixed, or do we really have to move the base price up? Like, right? I don't know. Give me a full game first, then we'll talk about how much you're going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with you, James. I my worry about that is is that companies aren't going to care about that, and they're going to continue putting out these these games as services, which we've talked about on the show numerous amounts of times. Uh, you know, Destiny, Division, um, all these games that you know we generally like. Um, but I think the model for that going is is going to continue i don't really see that stopping and i certainly don't see a ten dollar price hike stopping that either i wish it did i wish we got more complete games um, you know we, we were talking about last of us earlier that feels like a complete game it doesn't have multiplayer but i mean i don't feel like it needs it absolutely um was, and it feels like what's up I, was, <laughs> I wanted to make a bad joke but i'm gonna say it anyways you, you know last of us 2 it, it has multiplayer like shout out to naughty dog they they created a uh, a live action like real world PvP which is called Twitter and like the PvP for The Last of Us Two has been like pretty intense. I'm I'm a noob. I'm not jumping into this PvP. It's like it's too much for me. But uh, like I've never seen this. I've never seen a developer actively create a PvP like this. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Um, it's a good one, Chris. It's a good one. Um, <laughs> I gotta get my character to level forty, you know. So. <laughs> I gotta grind a yeah, little bit. Uh, I am not <laughs> grinding in that PvP. That sounds terrible. <laughs> that Twitter grind. <laughs> yeah, the development costs. Like, I agree with also with you, Chris, about that as well. Like, it. it I'm surprised we didn't see that this generation. I think we got lucky personally with that. Um, mm. But that that luck seems to have run out. Um, but also, yeah, the development costs have risen like what three hundred percent or something like that um, throughout the course of the last seven years. So, I mean, with that being said, is you know, I don't think this is, this surprises any of us really. Um, I don't really know. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of like I feel conflicted though. I feel like some games, let's say in the past ten years, right from twenty ten mm-hmm. to now, have been worth sixty bucks, if not more. Horizon Zero Dawn's a big one. Uh, I don't think Skyrim's in there. I think that was 2009. But um, uh, many, many other games. Obviously, Breath of the Wild. You know, many games are absolutely worth that. GTA Five, sure. But then there's a lot of other games that are definitely not worth sixty bucks, no matter how you slice it. And I'm not even talking about like, you know, they added DLC or this. I'm talking about like they're just not sixty dollar games. They're just. Right, and th- right, right, exactly. Like, th- there's a ton of examples. I can't even think of all of it right now. Days um, gone. Right. right days <laughs> gone. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And it's then, and then now. I'm always looking at these deals, and so I'm kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I just in the past, like, let's say six months, if I spent two hundred bucks on Switch deals, but that two hundred bucks has gotten me fifty games, and a lot of those games individually are fifteen, twenty, thirty bucks that just happened to be on sale. I'm not saying sales can save everything because obviously these devs have to make money at some point and the games have to be on full price at some point. Um, But again, literally I've spent about 200 bucks in the past, let's say four months on, on games and that has gotten me over 40 games. And so I'm kind of like when they're talking about, well, these new games are going to be 70 and I'm like, okay, well I wasn't really paying 60 for a lot of games in the past five years. Anyway, 70, it doesn't really affect me because I'm not going to buy it until it's cheap anyway. And I just have to like point that out because I feel like unlike 80s and the 90s, 
we have so many choices now. You know, when it was a kid, when yeah. I was a kid, it was like your parents might have got you that game for Christmas or your birthday, but like that's it. And when they bought it, it wasn't bargain bin because there weren't really any bargain bin games unless they were trash. And so all of those were like 40, 50, 60 bucks. Um, and you know, you cherished it, you held on to it so hard, you knew every facet of that game because that's what you had. And now we just have so many games that I, I guess just personally for me, I think it's it's hard to justify buying any game brand new for me right now. And and if the price is going to go up, I'm kind of like, all right, well, then, like we were saying, we need to see improvements. Uh, Netcode, we need to see uh, 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 a lot less of this whole like, oh, get the game now and it's half the game. And then in a year with one hundred and twenty dollars total, you can have the full game. Like, come on, y'all like just like if it's going to be 70, great. It needs to be 70 on the dot, not 72.99, not 71.34, $70 and give me the full game. And if there's going to be more, great, but make that like an accessory to the game, not mm-hmm. filling in the blanks of the whole complete ass game that's not complete like the ending. Right, right. Like, ending, <laughs> right. I'm like, what? Like, you remember, uh, what is it? Azura's Wrath? Azura's Wrath. Oh, I was just yeah. about to say yeah. that. Yo, yeah. her, the get out of my head. Remake. You've been in my head all episode. <laughs> right. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, like man. very cool game. I, I enjoyed it. But that whole shit, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's where we're going with the future games? Like, man. count me out. Like, yeah. I, I, th- this past week, I wanted to replay it. And I was like, Damn, does that mean I have to like find like a complete edition where I have to actually get by the ending, the true ending of the game? Like so I'll, right, yeah, right, I was right. I was disappointed at that, but then at the same time, yo, Capcom put out a uh, a remake, please. Ending. Like I'll, I'll buy it <laughs> with, right, with the full right, thing, <laughs> please. Um I'm surprised they haven't done that. But then at the same time, like that game was such an uh as a niche game that yeah, um I don't know. I think with like the world of Twitch with YouTube, like you can honestly just watch a streamer play it and yeah. get the gist of it. So and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is just QTE the game. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of big name devs need to start looking at smaller devs and learning from what they do. Uh, I just since we're talking about this, I just have to highlight Brawlhalla. Um, mm-hmm. Since we've been doing these fighting game streams on Monday uh, with controllerized and everything, uh, it's been it's been um, kind of like a task in finding out what is the best to play that everybody can play at the same time, or at least for no money or cheap or whatever. Brawlhalla, I have to say lately, I've been liking it more than smash. Uh, first of all, I started playing on a stick that my friend sent me. Um, and second, I mean, when you compare them side by side, okay, right. Smash clearly has the characters cause they have all the characters we want to play. It also, the fighting system itself is very unique and smash is always going to be smash it's great to play it's fun it's inclusive it's very polished mm. but it's 60 bucks and then you still need the passes and all that um as opposed to brawlhalla which granted the only recognizable characters are rayman and the steven universe characters but there are just as many full characters in the game as smash the full game entirely is $20. And if you just want to play with friends, it's absolutely free. It runs on every device simultaneously, including your phone. It's drop in and drop out. Like if you're playing and you get lost or like your lag or whatever, the, the game just replaces <laughs> you with a bot. And then when you come back in, you just you assume the bot. And it's eight players online with like little to no hitches or lag. And so I'm kind of like when I pair all that for 20 bucks or free, versus smash i'm kind of like wow smash you have a lot of work to do you know um 
just just being able to play eight players online with good net code on any device like crossplay just needs to be a thing from now on that's the that's the other thing absolutely it's gonna be mm-hmm. 70 bucks give me that fucking crossplay especially if it's yep. a multiplayer game yep. yeah just saying <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna well, go same. ahead and uh wrap up the news stories with this last one uh ea take two activision and now microsoft are now interested in buying wb games uh mm. at&t is looking to sell wb games and that's you know that's including a, a lot of franchises mostly batman that's the one that's the one i care about and injustice and, right? also and, and injustice mortal kombat mortal kombat yeah, like, what, what's but, mortal. but mostly but mostly arkham i want to know where arkham's going <laughs> this is all yeah, i care about <laughs> but, but it's yeah over, Chris. no it's not it's never over he's dead no okay i just so listen all right so quick 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 tangent i i either want them to do their justice league game or want a batman beyond please Ooh, batman beyond yes now, that is something i have wanted for my whole life that would <laughs> Cause, be clean because seriously think about it he, he he's you know he's done at oh, the no. end of arkham knight he, so you know the like having like that old bruce wayne that's like you know the story of batman beyond the old bruce wayne Terry McGinnis, you know, waltzes in, figures out that he's Batman. Now you have a new Batman. Just makes it makes so much sense to sort of like put that in together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could like carry sure. the torch. I'd be down for it. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, my question to you guys is, who would you want to see by WB Games? Because that's also really big. Because some of these companies could easily fuck up WB Games. Out of the four listed, or just like in general? Just in general. Oh. I'll put my I'll put my name in the hat. I'll say that I want Microsoft to take it, just so people can stop talking shit about exclusives. And then knowing <laughs> knowing Microsoft, you know, it's going to be exclusive for Xbox, but also it'll be on PC. So at that point, you know, you'll have your crossplay, you'll have your Game Pass. Like it's it's just a win. It's a solid win if it goes to Microsoft. And Xbox really needs that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. I agree. Xbox has totally used the help. But as far as just like thinking about the gamer and just feeling like somebody's going to take care of these franchises, CD Projekt Red. Mm. Let them have it. Only because they take their time and they're actually willing to put in the work. I'm not willing. I don't have to worry about season passes and all this extra foolishness. And if it's going to be DLC, it's going to be good DLC. I mean, Mm. that's just me, though. Yeah. Rod, what about you, man? Uh, I mean, I will go off of the four that are in here right now. Um, and I would definitely say Microsoft. I almost think it, that's like a no-brainer. It's very yeah. difficult for me to imagine like that like it it could be anybody else at this point. Like that's just why. Um, I think EA has enough uh, bodies in its graveyard to <laughs> ju- you know, I think it speak for itself. Um right, right, take right. two would um, microtransaction the shit out of it i'm sure um also they don't have good relations um they don't have good relationships with their studios especially um activision definitely does not um (laughs) so yeah i mean microsoft is the only one right now that even is a reasonable choice and option to me um and and also i want to say i also want to say at the at the top of this that like you know by the way wb games like like they're at&t is looking to sell them off like 
this is not something where, you know, these companies are coming in and just trying to money hat, like for fun. Like they, AT&T is literally putting them out on the market saying who's interested and seeing who's buying. Cause I, I see a lot of conversation, not here, but like just in the sphere in general of like, you know, people upset that, you know, Oh my God, Microsoft, they just want to buy everything. Well, it's like, if they can afford it and they're willing to, and the company willing to sell, then like, why not? Um, so that's important to keep in mind as well, but yeah, definitely Microsoft for sure. For pretty much the reasons that all of you guys have listed already. So let's just play the fantasy game real quick. If mm-hmm. Microsoft were to get WB studios, mm-hmm. who is their representative in Mortal Kombat? Uh, hopefully somebody female. Cause it's about time. Mm. So like Please. Kate from Gears of War. Yeah. That's what I was going to go with. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else they have that they could use that would be cool. Well, I, feel like it, my, I feel like Master Chief is too obvious. They did yeah. that in DOA. Oh, yeah. yeah and we got right. the Arbiter and KI. Oh, my so, God. Hmm. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I think if Microsoft is smart, they will, for this next gen, uh, they need to grab that studio, and they also need to grab... Uh, they, they, need to, they need to release a new KI, like, like launch. Um, mm. Because... The main reason why I decided to go with PlayStation 4 over Xbox One um, is because one, I knew eventually it would it would it would you know mesh together with PC and be the same thing more or less. Uh, and two, PlayStation had all the fighting games. I mean, that's Guilty Gear, Street Fighter, uh, DBZ. All those games were right. initially were not slated to come out on Xbox at all, and they got ported later. But there's still some ones they don't have. Like Street Fighter Five is only PlayStation, and it's it's crossplay with PC, but it's not on Xbox. And so I'm kind of like. Um, you know, they really, if Xbox wants to come back like the, like the OG and the 360 days, they really need to get these exclusives because that's what makes people buy certain platforms is, is, you know, that's the only reason we all have a switch, right? Is because we all want to play Breath of the Wild, Smash and all that other shit. If, mm-hmm. if Nintendo was purely not proprietary, they didn't have their own IPs and it was just like, Hey, we have this console that's also a handheld and you can play all these steam games on it. I don't think it would do so well. People buy it because they want to play those games. Right. They buy, they buy it for the first party exclusives. Like, yeah. And Microsoft really like, I'm kind of like, all right, they got Halo, they got KI, they got Gears and they have Sea of Thieves, which I guess they don't have anymore, actually. Um, and then they had what? Sunset Overdrive. But other than that, yeah, yeah. Like, that's pretty much it. And I kind of right. miss like, I don't know. I miss, I miss all the all the weird exclusives and the weird cool yeah. like PC ports they had with the OG Xbox and 360 yeah. arcade. Yeah, that was yeah the some of arcade back in 360 was fire. Yeah, yeah, like and, yeah. And you just like couldn't find anywhere like Scott Pilgrim and like all these other games. It was just like, oh, it's only on Xbox, you know. Yeah. So it's weird how they've done such a 180 in terms of of uh, popularity in in that respect. Yeah, I and, and, TV on my Xbox. And this is, <laughs> and this is this is um, why I'm so excited for the Microsoft event later this month is because this is the opportunity for them to really say, okay, this is what we've got cooking. Because I think you're absolutely right, Herb. Like this is the, that's what Microsoft needs to do. That that should be their mission is like to develop not just acquire third party studios. I think that helps, but I think what they need to be doing is cultivating first party studios. You know, follow in the footsteps of Sony and invest in your first party studios, invest yeah. in your Santa Monica's, invest in your Naughty Dog, those kind of, uh, you know, Nintendo EADs, like right. those mm-hmm. kind of companies, like they are going to kind of be the bread and butter. And I think, I hope that's what they're doing with 343i, the initiative, the coalition, like all the yeah. Obsidian, like those parties that they've acquired, Playground, 
Um, like, I think they can do special shit, like, with these studios. Um, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing, like, if they, if, if Phil Spencer can put his money where his mouth is later this, later this month, I'll be happy. I'll be a happy person. And, and you know, also just, like, working together with, with third-party companies that aren't, like, you know, how do I put it? Like, like working together with, you know, Sega or Capcom or whatever and mm-hmm. getting exclusives from those companies that are only on this system, even though clearly those companies make games for whoever. But they mm-hmm. need to start having exclusives, even if they're not developed by Microsoft, even if the company isn't owned by Microsoft. They need to get these companies, hey, make a game that's just going to be on ours. You know, um, Sega's a good example. They, Fantasy Star Online 2 is only on Xbox and PC. That's a great way to do it. But Sega also has their hands in everybody. So it's kind of yep. like... We need we need more of that. We need like these tried and true companies, Capcom, uh, Konami, whatever that is, uh, uh, all these other companies. Uh, it, it, there's a whole lot of companies out there that kind of make the same games and they port it to everything. And I'm like, that's great, but I still love your company and I want to support you. But I also want a reason to play this other platform. So give me a game that only is for that from y'all. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not even necessarily for Microsoft because I mean they seem like it seems like they don't really have a whole lot of in-house development at all at this point um, or much anymore anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, So I'm excited. I I hope, and I hope that we, we get some news of this soon, but uh, you know, wait, uh correct me if I'm wrong. Is cyberpunk only going to be on Xbox or is that everything? Oh, that's everything. everything. Okay. 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 Cause I was like, cause I was like, that would be perfect for them. That'd be Another wild. One where I'm like, that's that's a yeah. reason to buy a system. That's a system it, seller. It it happened on uh, last gen. Uh, Witcher two was only on three sixty. Yep, it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, that's that's gonna be it this week for the news. We're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap it up. So, rolling out the red right. carpet, Herb. What you got, man? What you want to shout out anything? uh wow well first of all thank you all so much for having me here as always um Mm -hmm. i feel like i talk my my head off but y'all embrace that so thank you for letting me talk um i uh i really enjoy just like the concept of your podcast just it's plain and simple should i play this or not i love how um i tend to get a little heated about my opinions with video games not like (laughs) internet troll heated but like i tend to be like no this is garbage and yes this is great and what I love about um, all of you, and especially like Chris, you always have this very like, you know, let's look at both sides, very objective look at everything. And I really, really like that. Um, and, you know, it's just I was cool. say, that's, that's funny because women hate me for that. They're like, I want to argue with you, but <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with you right now. I'm like, well, you know what you're saying makes sense. And they just they hate it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good, though. That's good. You're the um, worst, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's always nice to be part of like a thing with other gamers where we literally just talk about all kinds of games. There's no one focus on anything, you know, the very all of the games we all have talked about tonight are such a huge wide range of variety. um, And that's very important in gaming. A lot of times, you know, I fuck with all different gaming communities and like the retro folk only want to talk about retro and the new folk only want to talk about new shit and the shooters only want to talk about, you know, Warzone. And I'm like, all of those are great. But like, you know, getting getting the word out there for all these other amazing creative efforts that like, you know, hundreds and dozens and dozens of people work on that. We never see that. We never meet. We just see them in some credits roll somewhere and they're putting out all these games. I mean, there's, there's no end to games at this point. Um, it's, it's better. It's a better time to be a gamer than ever. There's more options than ever. So having, you know, a space like this where we can just talk about whatever and give our opinions 
and you know see what's going on with it um i just love that so thank you very much for having me um i'm about to go stream uh mm -hmm. of course i am game master herb on everything uh, our twitch channel is three bears gaming with the number and the y uh yeah thank you for having me here as always thank you for being like an ally thank you for saying things about uh against uh, uh homophobia racism things like that thank you for being vocal that's what we read we need right now especially mm. from gamers because gamers love to be quiet and like not say shit because they don't know about this or they don't want to talk about that or whatever i think that's bullshit i think we should talk about all of it we have the platform we have the voice why why wouldn't we you know mm -hmm. if you if you told someone in the 90s right some gamer back then hey guess what someday we're all gonna have these phones and webcams and these services and we're not going to use them to talk about anything real. I'm pretty sure they would all like disagree, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, um, living so. in a wild time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're living in a time with all the tools and a bunch of people that don't want to use them. It's like, why? How? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Thank you for being like folks that use your tools. Um, and thank you for always including me. And one more thank you, uh, to all of you who come through, uh, I know Chris and Rod, y'all have come through a few mm -hmm. times uh, just to hang out or to game with me or whatever. I, I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. Um, I didn't think I would become a full-time streamer, but the pandemic is forcing us all into kind of <laughs> yeah. all stuff, you know, and I'm loving it. So, hey. All so, right. thank you. Fantastic. All nice. right, James, Rod, what you got? Oh, go ahead, James. I don't have a lot. I do want to once again, thank you, Herb, for showing up. Showing sure. out as always. If you have been paying attention, this man has tons of knowledge. Make sure you stop by that stream. It's no joke. You will find <laughs> something new. I guarantee it every time. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, guys, it's not, it's not a lot of time left in the Steam sale, but you know, look around on the internet. There's a lot of games out there you can buy. Check out some things you wouldn't normally play. I'm, I'm making that a thing. Like, step out of my comfort zone. At least one game a month. Just find something you wouldn't normally play. If you don't play RTS as a real-time strategy, just try that. If you're not a big RPG person, try one. Dungeon yeah. Crawlers, they're they're all out there. They're all relatively inexpensive. You might find something you love. So give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. Um, a couple things here. Yeah, Herb, uh, once again, thanks you for coming on. You're one of my favorite guests. Uh, every Love every time you show up. Uh, mm -hmm. Secondly, um, definitely want to piggyback off of what James said. The Steam sale is going right now recommend Outer Wilds to everybody because I actually gifted that to another friend of mine uh, who is playing it right now and he's updating me as he's playing it and it's fucking great. It's like the highlight of my week. Just every time he's just like saying, oh, I hit, hit this planet or I solved this puzzle and it's great. Um, fantastic exploration based game that is completely non-violent. That's also something that Herb kind of touched on earlier in this episode. I think that's super important, super cool. And lastly, uh, definitely if you like what you've Definitely check us out on Apple Music, Spotify. Give us a five star rating, or t you know, give leave a comment. It helps with our visibility, and as always, really appreciate you. All right, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all said all of my end credit stuff. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yo, listen, stays, you know, stay good, play video games, drink more water, wash your hands, wear your mask, and guys, stay beastly. We'll catch you next week, everyone. That's up, and also side note. Sorry, people that are listening aud like audibly, but uh, you're missing out on the spoiler cast that's happening right after this show, which, of course, you just hit next and you'll probably listen to the audio version of that. But people that are here live, please stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break and then come back to jump into the spoiler cast of Last of Us 2. So with that, signing out. Catch you guys next time.
Peace.